Hello, and welcome to The Discourse, the podcast where I forgot to come up with the thing I say at the beginning, so we just read mm. the Discworld books. <laughs> As yeah. always, I'm Holly, with me is Mark. Hello, I'm here to torture Holly. <laughs> Jess. Hello, I'm also here to dunk on Holly. <laughs> and Julie, I did this very slightly out of order. I got my J's mixed up. <laughs> Hello! Hopefully we can all be funny at some point in our lives. <laughs> None of us have ever been funny. Yeah. Let's just get uh, yeah. that out of the way right now. If you came here thinking that we were funny... <laughs> I refuse to be funny. I'm a teacher. I'm not allowed to be funny. Like, that's illegal. Mm. Yeah. This is, a, this is a very serious podcast. Terry Pratchett and the writers of The Simpsons from seasons three to eight are being funny for us. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, actually. That's a really good... What, I should use that from now on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you listen to this podcast, you might you might think that's how it works. It's almost like that's how it works. Yeah. Ah, uh, but we are back. I'm fine. After, after torturing my old laptop one last time, I'm finally here on the new one. Hopefully, hopefully it'll make me fucking funny, Mark. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm sure it'll be fine. But we are here today to finish sorcery. We sure are. Yes. We've, we found the source of magic. Now we're going into the dumpster of magic. <laughs> I, I'm not sure like how much we went over this like when we first started. But like sorcery is a Discworld book that like I read once and like I was like, I was like, it's it's good, but I never really felt the need to read it again. Mm-hmm. Like like it wasn't like mm. like the light fantastic where I was like, I don't want to read this again particularly. It's just like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it kind of does. It, it's in an awkward place in the Discworld series. Like people remember it, but not as many people go like, oh yeah, sorcery. Yeah, uh-huh. huh? That's a book. Interesting because I would much rather read this again than read the Life Fantastic or Color of yeah, Magic. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like, well, yeah, yeah, basically, mm-hmm. yeah. Totally agree. I'd even read this again before Mort. Like, I think this is a better book than Mort. <laughs> like, yeah, I think so. It is a more cohesive story. Yes, and yeah. we, we can we can get into that like kind of after we we talk about this last part. But like, I I was mm. really impressed by this book. In a lot of ways, I, um, I, I think on a second read through, I do think it holds up a bit better than Mort does. Yeah, I still like it Mort is... for getting us started on my favorite character death, but of course, <laughs> trust me, my my boy, my bone boy, I love to see him. <laughs> yeah, um, if I got a problem with sorcery, it's that there's not enough bone boy, but you know, he shows up at That's the true. beginning and at the very end. I was gonna say we do get a little bow, bit of not death enough boy. In this. <laughs> We we the content that that my boy gives me in this book very very good very satisfying. Honestly, his a little bit friends more. get more like fucking bullshit shenanigans going on. Oh, the other the other horsemen are good. I I do want to talk about that. Um, Special treat for all you war fuckers out there. <laughs> True, I ran I ran that poll. We got some war fuckers out there. Hmm. That might be influenced by the recent Good Omens, where War was played by uh, a, a hot redheaded lady. Mm. War, War is sexy I'm lady. I think it might be from people's conception of the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse and War as the only one who doesn't look gross as hell. 
excuse you, yeah. death is right <laughs> That's there. That's a little judgy. Like. <laughs> He's right there. <laughs> God. Um. So anyway, we're recording in the morning, so I'm going to have a little bit of a morning throat, but... Um, oh, I was we, very excited what? for everyone to hear my my morning voice. So here you go, listeners. <laughs> ex- you always hear my morning voice until now. Exactly. <laughs> you always hear my morning voice as well. This is my- hello. This is what I sound like normally. Yeah, this for Mark is no, normally our recording time is like I have to get Mark up at five a.m. his time. Just like Mark, yeah. Mark, come on. Mm-hmm. Oops. But this, um, this time it is two two a.m. for me. <laughs> I am this is this is me just drinking five Red Bulls and losing my mind at 2am that sounds great I love that for you <laughs> <laughs> but when we left off last time first of all um, the luggage had, had made its way into the um, big old castle in Alkali and was starting to kill people but more yeah. importantly, for the start of this chapter, uh, Rincewind had taken off in the magic carpet alone. Uh huh. Uh huh. This segment just starts with Rincewind was feeling like kind of an idiot. I, yeah, it's I'm, a big. I'm move. sure it's going great for him. <laughs> uh, I yeah, I love this opening salvo about all the times that people feel like idiots. It's so good. Oh my god. god. It's so. <laughs> the description of bumping into someone at a pub and getting mad at them until you realize they're not so much as someone born, but someone hued. I love that line. Someone yeah. hued. <laughs> oh, it's but, so fucking oh, good. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I, and I just like, uh, someone rear-ends you, and then you, you get out to yell at them, and you realize that they they tick up the entire truck, and they're sitting in the backseat and driving. <laughs> <laughs> and like impossibly unraveling themselves from a vehicle. Yeah. Everyone must drive an automobile, even the very tall. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for saying it for me, Jess. Thank you. Thank you. I, literally, this, that's one of my like top 10 scenes from The Simpsons is that <laughs> the huge man getting out of the car. Because I think about that when I drive a car. Everyone, look at this tiny wizard. Let's all laugh at him. <laughs> Blow kisses to the ground. <laughs> Just the description as well of someone unraveling themselves from a car, like as if there were a cheap magic trick with handkerchiefs from the sleeves. Like, oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so good. All, all of which is to say, Rincewind is dramatically left, and then now is like, wait, what was I doing? Also, the the, oh, the last wait, one I'm is dumb. like a very, the the last one I just like for its um whiplash. It's just like um a very poetic description of, uh, let the waves of their own anger throw them far on the beach of retribution, leaving them in the poetic language of the everyday up shit creek. Yeah, you love to hear it. <laughs> anyway, Rincewind's having a fucking time up in the sky. As he's he not vibing. He's just like he's he realizes that he's going to Ankhmore Pork, and he's like, "Why the fuck am I going there? That's where yeah, all the why danger am I is." <laughs> My cowardice should not let me be here. And then a little voice inside him goes, "It's me, your conscience, bitch." <laughs> you, you thought it's pointed out here that a uh, Quirm also has a tower um i think this is our first like actual mention of quorum 
no, because Two Flower and Rincewind oh. were on the road to go to Quirm. Um, oh, before right. they got attacked by I think this is our first shit. description of it as a place. Like, <clears throat> well, like we get that later like, oh, from yeah. from Carding when Carding fondly remembers Quirm before he dies. Right. A- after Quorum dies and before Love he dies. Love to fondly remember Quorum before I die. <laughs> fondly regard Quorum. It's almost like some kind of arms race. Um, mm. Where all, all, all the major cities have, mm. have their own uh, towers. Mmm, thonking emoji. Let, let, let Terry Pratchett tell you about his feelings on nuclear proliferation. Always. It's bad. It's, it's not good. <laughs> Damn. Um... Yeah. Uh, Rincewind also uh, mourns the death of Hierarchy. He's like, I listen, I knew I was worthless, but I knew I was worthless. Mm, yeah, yeah. But, but at least I could only go up. <laughs> all he had was nothing, but that was something, and now it had all been taken away. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's... Uh. His, his place is at the bottom, which is very sad that, like, that's the only place he can see himself, and he finds comfort in that. Um yeah. Yeah, there it's... needs to be a worst I... wizard, and by God, it may as well be him. I I do kind of feel like that is genuinely a really like good succinct way of expressing how a lot of people subconsciously feel when they try and drag down other people, mm-hmm. like yeah, or sure. try and avoid any accountability or responsibility. Like, no, I, I know I'm shit, and that's fine. I like that. It's like, no, but you shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. <laughs> Um, no, this, yeah. you can you can aspire for things. It's it's cool. Yeah. It, truly, like Rincewind said a better word. A better world isn't possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Listen, every everything was bad, but at least I knew what was happening. Yeah. And that's all that matters to me. As long as I'm comfortable, it's fine. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, Listen, I'm I'm I'm. <laughs> Billionaires got that way due to their hard work. Uh-huh. The reason I'm not a billionaire is is because I don't work hard. Temporarily embarrassed be warlock. The difference between me and Rincewind is that Rincewind thinks about this, he's like, damn, I wish it was shitty again. And I'm like, and for me, it just makes me want to become the Joker. Yeah. yeah. Nah, no Rincewind, baby. Man, everything was so <laughs> shitty. That was awesome. <laughs> me, <laughs> screaming. Well, Rincewind is also thinking like, man, it sure was great when we had that system in place to keep the some sort of some sort of mutually assured wizardry. Mm, <laughs> yeah, true. Like this, this is something that that we kind of glossed over last time. But um, when they're all on the on the carpet going out into the desert, um, and like Rincewind's thinking about. And I don't remember if this is Rincewind necessarily or the narration voice, but like he's thinking about Nigel and Kanina and how like they, I, I'm trying to remember now. Like they're they're willing to like, like die for for to to become something that they're not. And Rincewind's like, mm-hmm. oh God, wish I had you know something that I'd be willing to like die for. Like the problem is that you were dead if you if you died trying to change things. Yes, like, I know. Creosote yeah. says something like that later in this chapter. Something like that, yeah. Um, when when, yeah. when Nigel when Ni- when Nigel starts to become a character, I kind of like in the very very tail end of the book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When when, Ni- when Nigel does something. Yeah. Um, when Kanina stops doing stuff and Nigel does something. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got problems with the way that they got handled at the end of this, but um, yeah, that's not that. great. Yeah. We can talk about that I when think... we get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do like this is 
one of the first instances, I think, of characterizing the wizards as just, like, extremely literal-minded. Because, like, Rincewind <laughs> thinks on the expression, you can never go home. You can never really go home. And um, <laughs> there, he talks about, or the narration talks about, uh, wizard experiments in with long-legged wizards and short streams. It's like, no, you can cross the same river, like, 30 times a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I do like it's that. I like... Dark. Does he keep coming back to that? Because this got brought up in Equal Rights, that, that wizards can't go home. Um, and and right. Terry's mentioning it again um, here. Good news. In Lords and Ladies, that very literally happens uh, with oh. Arch Chancellor Ridcully going back to see Granny Weatherwax, where he grew oh. up. Oh. Interesting. Because, um, yeah, I... I I want more exp- exploration, not explanation, uh, exploration of that, because, like, wizards as their own, like, insular society we see a lot of. That's basically what this book is about. But, like, I want more exploration of, of how, like, yeah, they, they can't connect back to, to where they came from. Like, that's, we got a little bit of that with, um, right. uh, whoever that guy was in, in Equal Rights, where, like, he he went home and, like, could, he was like, I'm so much smarter and more powerful than any of these people. Why am I so alone? Um, uh-huh. Like, I, I want to hear more of that again. You want their psychology. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember because I know, like, occasionally the wizards, like, go out into Ankhmor Pork to do some shenanigans. And everyone's like, look at these fucking wizards. Fucking, they think they're so much better. They can do magic. Look, howdy do. <laughs> My mind is conjuring an image a lot like fucking Mr. Burns' ass jokes. Just like ketchup or catsup. <laughs> <laughs> but it's in, the in wizards. A way. <laughs> but, yeah. but for wizards. Um, but Rincewind is like, Rincewind's like not even thinking about the philosophical thing. He's like, oh, I can't go home because I'm pretty sure they mowed down the dive where I was staying. And turned into <laughs> gleaming marble. God. Right. Every Everything is pretty and I hate it now. Yeah. What the fuck? Fa- these fountains are supposed to have a sad little trickle coming out of them that looks like chocolate pudding. <laughs> Where, where's the stank? <laughs> where's all the pigeon shit? Rincewind is like, it's been touched on about how more porkians have a deadened sense of smell, and Rincewind is like, why, where's the air texture? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Why can't I feel it? Uh, someone replaced my air with smooth and creamy instead of, I like chunky. Chunky, chunky air. air. <laughs> oh, I hate that. Feel it. Feel it slither on down. R- Rincewind. Rincewind <laughs> finds his notes getting stuffed up, and he's like, "Oh, th- we used to have a natural decongestion just in the air. It yeah. was called the stank." I love when he comes back to the university and and finds like the the burnt out husk. Oh, of, yeah. of the library. Um, it's. Probably the saddest moment in this entire book. I'm not saying. Yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying it was the fun new hormones I'm on, but I definitely cried <laughs> like reading this. Yeah, it's a lot. It's yeah. it is a lot, and I love kind of the way that like, I, I, not to use like like film parlance all the time, but like Terry like zooms out here where like we see this from like a distance almost, and right. like it's like the narration just sort of offhandedly mentions like if so, someone may have noticed he was sobbing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if someone had a close up look, we don't. We are far away. <laughs> we're we're, yeah. we're also don't. Yeah, we're on an overhead shot from a drone here as as Rincewind <laughs> kicks through the 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 ash. 
Fucking Tarion's constant use of drone shots. (laughs) Honestly, yeah, see, like, don't worry, just, like, Terry Pratchett is very much the most visual writer I've ever read. Takes a drone shot of the (laughs) Rimfall. You really can't not, like, use film terminology and stuff with him, because it's like, ah, fuck, this is just how he describes shit. Yeah. This is how he sees it. God, I think... I think of that fucking, like, genre of video where it's like some idiot's drone runs out of battery over a goddamn lake, except oh, yeah. it's over the edge <laughs> of the disc. <laughs> that would be well, that's, extremely that's, good. That's when they're trying to find out more about uh, the turtle. <laughs> All right, Ted, let's just throw it back to us. They're trying to find the turtle's genitals and their drone just turns off. <laughs> I also like the little line about, like, um, adrenaline strength, except it's rinse wind, so it's, like, heaving bits of broken roof with less than superhuman strength. I, yeah. yeah. He he manages to still bring 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 some jokes into this into this devastating scene um it's and, it's and then really we get a like effect. little a little fuck you joke where it's just like his his hands hit something warm and soft it was bananas he, he found a bunch of fucking it, bananas it's fine don't worry about <laughs> it god damn it terry damn fake outs <laughs> got me again terry then then we cut back to uh the other three the th- the th- the three jerks <laughs> the the three jerks <laughs> down a um, jerk. and canina's like the Kanina's like, oh, we shouldn't have let him go. And Creosote, who in this chapter rapidly becomes my least favorite fucking character. Yeah, he's yeah. Um, <laughs> is Is like, oh, well, what should we have fucking done? Well, and she's like, I don't <laughs> fucking know. The thing, the thing that gets me about this is that he's just like so wealthy and has never had anything bad happen to him ever. So he's just like, yep. what the fuck's going on? Why? Sorry, why am I upset right now? What's happening? Mm. Yeah, I'm sure this is gonna be fine. This like is fine. It's fine. And yeah, like he fuck. I think he winds up the best out of anyone in this book, which sucks, mm-hmm. and I hate it. Um, yeah, he gets exactly what he wants. Yeah, he is. He's sober throughout most of this last portion, and he is just a fucking bitch. It's he's, awful. He's yes, such an awful he's bitch. Whine, he whines the entire time. He whines specifically about not having wine the entire time. What a, what a wine yes. mom. Um, and so, there's a line here that is, like, like this is a joke scene um, where Creosote's like, hey, you want to tell me an anecdote, baby? And <laughs> Yeah. Kanina's like, there's, there's more to life than narrative, you know, which I know, like, this is a joke, like, this is a joke scene, um, yes. but that line is interesting to me because it, it yes. makes yeah. me think about all the people who view their life as having, like, some kind of narrative structure when, like, that's, like, that's not the way that when life works. When they see themselves as the main character yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the main character of their life, and meanwhile, um, their entry being written in Death's big book chamber says, this asshole had cereal for dinner again! <laughs> piece of shit or, or it's, it also reminded me of the people who only see life as something that has to be tied to material narrative mm. aka <laughs> Harry Potter God, read another book yes uh, Jesus Christ not everything is like Harry Potter or Marvel movies read another book read another book. read sorcery Read another mm, thirty-five to forty books, depending on if you count the young adult ones. It's, it's like the thing of like reading's great, getting uh, involved in this, losing yourself in stories is fantastic. Looks at giant crowd of people, except for you. Except none for of you. you. None of you. I don't trust any of you. <laughs> I 
one of my favorite things that um they say on the Shrieking Shack a lot of the time is like they because they read a lot of bad books like Harry Potter. Um, Mm-hmm. But they when they, they read the one about that kid with like the magic like picture power something bone I already oh Charlie Bone oh, yes. uh, Char- Charlie Bone a couple of those when I was a kid Charlie Bone I'm like holy fuck I actually read this as a child yeah, <laughs> this, yeah that yeah, brought yeah. that sense memories exactly is it as bad as Aragon uh, I think it's better than that but possibly I think it, it's fine I don't know how old the person is who wrote it though it might be it might be worse because when you take into the fucking Christopher Poloni was like 17 angle yeah yeah, yeah. I guess so I I I will give uh Christopher Pellini a lot of leeway because oh, he, A Panini. was it, Christopher Panini um, <laughs> because yeah. A he was 17 <laughs> B at least that book has dragons in it like Charlie Bone doesn't have any fucking dragons in it from what I can tell That's true. Um yeah oh, no that's such bad drag like oh actually hang on but awful <laughs> dragons mm. This is a young adult <laughs> book Mm-hmm. I mean that book is horny, but oh my god, it's the worst horny. Oh, it's so very bad. bad horny. It's not a good horny. The hor- no. I don't. I I refusing to remember the horny. I read that book when yeah. I was twelve. I don't. I pretend I do not see it. Yeah, I read that. I read it. the sequel, I've, I've and had I my rant made, about... made made a valiant attempt at eldest. Fucking couldn't. I I didn't I, get. To I've eldest. already had my rant no. about how often he fucking talks about a hand and a half swords. I get it. I fucking get it. Stop saying it. (laughs) Something that they say on the Shrieking Shack a lot is that, like, one of the things that people said a lot about uh, Harry Potter, not to to talk about Harry Potter always, um, but that, like, the thing people, when I say people, I mean adults, adults were like, oh, it's getting kids to read again. Like, that this view of, of, of books as, like, the superior form of media, media like inherently yeah. like that they're they're inherently better because they're fucking books and it's like well they're not like <laughs> yeah i mean i mean it, kids kids reading is good but yeah but the kids reading is good i'm not yeah. saying that it's not but like yeah. books inherently are not a better form of media there's a lot of bad yeah. awful books like it's it's say, that weird like I, it I was just going to say, it's like that weird media supremacy kind of thing of, like, film is yes, the ultimate yes. form of art that all other art should aspire to. Mm, no. Like, very yeah. There's a lot of bad Get movies. your kids some fucking good comic books. Like, it, mm-hmm. Yes, that too. But also, it sucks because I was very much one of the kids who never, ever read anything not even a comic book as a child because words were hard until it was harry potter that actually yeah it it might be just that hit at the right time not even at the right time i i remember i originally got the first two books when i was six and i was just too young like i i couldn't handle it then Mm. i tried again at eight and i fucking ate them up (laughs) yeah no i'm i'm talking like i was 10 and I wasn't reading, and I could barely spell. Yeah, fair. And oh. that's what that's oh. what kicked it into gear. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Then and it's yeah, it. But it's frustrating that it's Harry Potter. <laughs> Listen, yeah. it's got to be something, you know. It's it's frustrating it's... that it's been Harry Potter for the past twenty five years. Yeah, it's yes, it's that, frustrating that, that kids won't read anything else. I guess um, it's just, like know. fucking get a kid the Septimus Heap book just. Fucking no, uh, anything, it, Jesus! It, it, it's all, the problem is that it's it's the fact that it's not even that kids won't read. It's that there's nothing that adults will read to kids. Yeah, past like yeah, the age sure. of 
Three. Give these kids the fucking Bartimaeus trilogy. Come on. Do uh, anything. <laughs> I wouldn't give a 10-year-old the Bartimaeus trilogy. No. It's a, that's, that's a little bit politically complex. <laughs> yeah. My, my mom read me, like, the first two Harry Potter books, because my mom loved reading to me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I also yeah. read a lot myself, but my, my mom did enjoy reading to me. Um, so I remember her yeah, reading me too. the first two books. Anyway, people who view their life as a narrative suck is... is what yeah. I started yes. this conversation on. <laughs> I'm I'm doubling down now. Read your child the Bartimaeus trilogy. <laughs> That's what this po- this is a child reading podcast. <laughs> this is essentially um, a child oh reading no. podcast. Oh this no! Is a, it this is, is our podcast I'm where gonna... we read to your children so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> this week we're st- we're starting with the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Get Woke, children. <laughs> Surprise, we're pivoting completely. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, we get introduced to the genie. Oh yeah, Hello, Nigel genie. Nigel oh, stole the I lamp and he's genie. like, um Oopsie-dee-dee. I I took well, this. Hope he's it's like okay. I'm a barbarian, so I'm a barbarian, so I wanted to steal something, so I stole this stupid lamp. And it's worth noting that this book came out four years before Disney's Aladdin hit theaters. Yeah, that's the fucking wild thing. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, it's just like an Aladdin, like a, a jab at Aladdin, and then I was like, oh no, it was before this book Aladdin. is from 1988. Pression. So the the genie that comes out is like, ext- like ex- extremely parody of like overextended like like. Guy, guy who owns a lot of Hollywood properties executive. and is trying to flip them. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he's like a sleazy businessman type. V- very, very, very eighties, very eighties joke. Yeah, like a guy who has like climber. a portable cell phone with an antenna and like owns a Porsche. Yeah. This like, is yeah. any side character from Yakuza Zero. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like extremely eighties Silicon Valley style guy. Like, yeah, this this genie does coke is what I'm saying. Um, oh yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. This genie does. He has a cell phone. Like Snoke, he has a cell phone, and like everyone is just like, hey, "What the fuck is that thing?" <laughs> no, Mark, I want to hear your joke about what the genie does yeah, again. Sorry. I, I was that. just saying that this genie does Snoke, which is the fucking fantasy <laughs> variant of Coke. Actually, <laughs> oh, he my does God. the spice from from Dune. Yeah. Yeah, that just, <laughs> he hits the spice, and then he just says, "This just gets me to normal," and then he cries like Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Hello, what lamp is this?" <laughs> um, oh, this I little number, this, this reality. Okay, mm. the shitty re- reality where magic exists. Idiots. <laughs> They're like, "Can you take us to Ogbor Pork?" And he's like, "Hold on one sec, darling." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello. And he's like, he's on a cell phone, and everyone is. To, they don't know why, but they instinctively know that they sh- they can't talk to him while he's doing that. It's like, uh-huh. 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 yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, t- uh-huh. just one sec, just 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 one sec. I'm very sorry. Yeah, no, uh huh. Excellent, excellent. This fucking bitch. I swear to God. Yeah, <laughs> he's doing the it's... thing of like, oh, what a chatterbox. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, he does have this giant book holly do we ever see the uh the full myth again no no okay. this is the only time a genie fucking happens in this series yeah it's really I unfortunate like i i would be interested to to see some shitty genie antics in the future but that's okay yeah we also get a mention of he he has this lamp two weeks every august 
Um, right, his timeshare lamp. As as far as I know, the only other named month in the Discworld calendar is the fictional month of Groon. <laughs> yeah. Half of the year it's Lousy August and half Groon of the year it's weather. Groon. <laughs> Groon or Gross June. What if it's exactly the same, but instead of June, it's Groon? <laughs> is this is this a Smarch? I love Is that. Smarch one of the other months from Discworld? <laughs> Smarch and I Groon. Think- yeah. I forget, ex- like, I'm trying to remember the absurdly complicated bullshit that Terry explained in um, The Color of Magic. And, like, what are there 12 normal months? And then, like, for the other half of the year, because Discworld years are two fucking years, um, do they have the fucking dark months like Groon and Smarch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't remember... Oh, that was Those so long. January. Months. New month just dropped. It's Groon, baby. <laughs> Yo, my birthday's Groon 11. <laughs> the fucking picture of Jep, like, doing the post. It's Jepuary. <laughs> Jepuary! Yeah. It's, the, it's the year of Jeb. <laughs> so we got Flanuary. My sign is Flemini. I was born in Groon. <laughs> Gapril. Gapril. Gay. Mm. <laughs> you just did Gapril and said gay. <laughs> Groon Pride, Pride is two months long on the disc <laughs> Hell yeah, Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, What's a good one for July? I'm trying not to just say Julie Because the... <laughs> right. um, hmm. Blue lie The Blue lies don't matter <laughs> Blue lies, blue lies, blue lies <laughs> Tell me sweet blue lies. <laughs> Tell me lies. Tell me sweet blue lies. Uh, <laughs> this is fucking nonsense. Uh, August. Okay. We need to move on. <laughs> okay, yeah. We're moving on. This is nonsense. So they're like, can you fucking take us across the ocean? Right, because they don't have the carpet because Rincewind took it. So they're like, well. Uh... Mm-hmm. And the genie's solution is to like, I think I think he like goes away and then they call him again and Kanina's like fucking help us you piece of shit yeah Kanina gets tired of him being a sleazebag very fast and is like I will fucking cut you if you don't take I it. will destroy your fucking lamp I will destroy your property motherfucker <laughs> which I'll bring it back um Kanina is a, a, a comrade here's some direct action I will destroy the property <laughs> owner's property if he doesn't give me what I want Yes. Um, you clearly care more about property than anything else, so let's do it. Mm-hmm. I love the description of all of his lamps. Um, a small but well-appointed lamp where he lived during the week, a rather <laughs> unique lamp in the country, a carefully restored peasant rushlight in an unspoiled wine-growing district near Quirm, and recently a set of derelict lamps on the docks of Ankh-Morpork that had great potential once the smart crowd got there. Oh, this, this uh-huh. lamp gentrifier. <laughs> yeah. God. Anyway, his solution is to take the lamp across the ocean while all of them are inside of it, while it's still being it. held by by Nigel. I yeah, I do love the thing of the fucking recursive lamps where he's like, "Just don't fucking think about it, please." If you don't think about it, please then the world don't. can't catch up to it, and it's not. This doesn't break. Unfortunately, Nigel. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, Nigel's a fucking imbecile. Also, the inside of this lamp, um. Also, also departing from one Disney's Aladdin, um, the inside of the lamp sucks. It looks like the inside of a fucking oil lamp. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you want? It's a lamp. Like, 
Yeah. Sorry, did you want a house in here? No, it's a fucking lamp. Yeah, like everyone imagines like Pokeballs, these wonderful little terrariums, but no, it's just a po- it's just a bowl. Like it's a bowl yeah. in there. <laughs> they they're like weird energy beings. They don't like they don't exist. They're kind of like a computer program. I used to date someone who who never seen Pokemon as a kid, and they thought the Pokemon died every time you like. Jesus! Every time, like in the show, they battled them. Oh my god! Teleporter like, problem. What? They do. <laughs> That's not your little. Bulbasaur that comes out of the Pokeball. It's just a Bulbasaur. Oh god damn it! No, please. I was gonna say. I... Also, that's canonically it... untrue. Yeah, it's it sounds like they just read a bunch of those. Um, what if they were dead the no, whole no, time? No, 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 no. Theories. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. Ash no, is in a coma. He invented Pokemon. It. They genuinely. Was it like the TV guide that my parents had explaining what Pokemon was for all these parents in 1999? That's like, yeah, the Pokemon yeah. don't die, they just faint. It's, she was a very sheltered person, and she just genuinely thought they died. Like, this Christ. was before Creepypasta was a thing. Like, You're right, yeah. Bless her. Like, she just comes to that conclusion on her own, and I'm like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> like, Jesus. Kids, could you lighten up a little? <laughs> could you lighten up, kids? Um, <laughs> we get uh, a very brief uh, go back with Rincewind here, where he he sits in the the ashes of the library and is like, "Wait, none of these are book ashes." Um, yeah, th- yeah, book ashes right. are like leave bits of pages and shit. Yeah, he's like, "This is just wood." Um, oh wait, I I didn't cry over over nothing. Shut up! I'm not crying. <laughs> <laughs> You're crying. And then he like looks at the Tower of Art, um, which like has taken a lot of damage from all of this magical blowback. It's taken right. a lot of damage and like parts of it had turned into crystal and this and that and this is so This it's is so just bizarre. Final Fantasy fourteen to me. Uh this <laughs> is just annihilation to me. Um <laughs> Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say, this is very annihilation. Which I love, trust me. They had a couple areas like it um, in the original version of the game, but post, like, 2.0, when they rebooted the game after all that shit happened, um, there's just a whole bunch of areas in the world that are ju- just have massive, like, frozen craters of crystal. I love that. Love it. That's extremely good. What's, I think, my favorite bit of, like, um, differences between um, old content and new content that, like, they make very clear is the area of Kurthis, which, since the Calamity, which is them deleting the fuck out of Final Fantasy 1.0, mm-hmm. um, it was, it was like a northern region, but like, obviously it still had su- seasons and shit, all winter, all winter in the new version of the game, and like, when you get through to like, the later areas in Kurthis, you just see massive windmills that are all frozen solid. Ooh. Neat. It's extremely good, like, world design. It's so cool. Nice. Um, So Rincewind goes into the tower here, um, and it's like the birds in here, but with books. Um, (laughs) The books, yeah. The books, yeah. It's very good, yeah. Where where all the books are are hanging out, and they're they're crammed all up in here, and and they're looking at him and shuffling him around. Um, And, I mean, and they do fly, also. That is... And they fly. They all flew in here, oh, I which lo- I love. And I boy, just, are their pages tied. Real, real sword in the stone hours here. Piggity, piggity, real piggity, Terry pop. Pratchett didn't know how to how to explain how books suddenly move from one place to another, so he just like spent time idling, and you know he looked at his fucking uh, like um, 
80s ass screensaver on his computer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he saw the flying toasters. Yeah, yeah. flying toasters. I got it. <laughs> oh, I know how that got over there. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> You're a fucking genius, Terry. <laughs> got him again, Terry. <laughs> Nailed it. Terry, you like his... He's editor Terry. You've done it again, giving him two bags of money. <laughs> <laughs> you magnificent bastard! And then Terry, you've done it and again. Then Terry Pratchett, the fucking author, woke up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an, inspir- an inspiration particle hits your brain, and it makes you think of what if I had money? <laughs> I'm inspired Damn, to have money now. That's yeah. that's me every day. What if I had money? Uh, so so the librarian is in here with all of the. Uh, the books yes. and Rinsman's everyone, like, Yo, what everyone the fuck? important yeah. is fine and they do a fucking like surgery scene with the fucking librarian like rescuing it's, it's a book it's a fucking bit from toy story 2 <laughs> yes a little bit yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> and Rinsman, Rinsman is fucking like the surgery assistant where he's like handing the librarian uh tools as he just goes Ook. i really like that because like Rincewind is an assistant librarian, and here he is assisting the librarian. It's no longer just a joke about him getting bananas. There we go. True. Look at him go. It is also kind of a joke about him just getting bananas and not I mean, not knowing it, what the fuck's going on. It it can be both. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's he's doing an appendectomy, which definitely means that he's just taking an appendix out of one of these books. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. It's so good. It's very it's very fun. Um. But I I love their dialogue together because obviously the librarian just says ook, but it's a lot of like mm. Rincewind basically talking to himself of of well what am I supposed to yeah. do? No, what do you mean? I can't go fight the sorcerer. He's like, what am I supposed to do about it? In a very real oh, sense, so people good. can understand the librarian, but in a much sillier sense, it is just Terry like having a conversation with one character. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um. I love uh, Ren Winswin's like, um, if the really powerful wizards won't do anything about it, like, how can I? And it's like, Rincewind, they're not going to do anything about it because um, it benefits them. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just replace wizards with the rich. Like, if, if the yeah. richest men in the world won't do anything mm-hmm. about capitalism, why should I? How can I? And it's like, they're not going to because it benefits them. Yeah, he's he's I yeah, he's like, mm, someone else should handle it. I'm just... I'm so sad. I have no money. <laughs> I'm very stupid and have no money. <laughs> as as you can imagine, I'm under a tremendous amount of stress. <laughs> I've been downtrodden for so long. I really wish the trotting would be done by people who cared. Mm. Why, why won't the people who do the trotting stop trotting? Weird. Well, you see... I don't know what the word trotting means anymore. I've lost... I don't. That's fair. <laughs> fair. Trod, trod, trod. We do get this uh, like visceral scene where the librarian takes his hat um, and threatens oh, to this destroy is so it. This is another moment I really liked. I it's really such a good scene. This, yeah, this is like a really good beat. Th- this, along with um, Rincewind sifting through the rubble in a panic, was like holy shit! I like I like this Rincewind. Yeah, yeah, like like. Rinsen's like, well, why should I? Like, why should it be my problem? I'm not the one who has power. I'm like, what do I care? Someone else should do it. And then mm. the librarian's just like, 
Well, you care about your stupid fucking hat, so obviously it matters to you. Yeah, Rincewind even, like, said, like, oh, this doesn't make a fucking point, huh? Oh, Rincewind, you really are a wizard. Look at how much you care about your hat. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, he, he... It, is worth note- it, it is worth noting, Rincewind very much just tried to kill the librarian over his goddamn hat. Uh, yeah. He literally had a rock in his hand. Had, had a like... big old rock in his hand and was gonna fucking brain this ape for touching his hat. Like... <laughs> It's just that meme of like, uh, oh, so it was a joke, haha, and suddenly they realize Rincewind th- threw a rock to the ground. Yeah. I love the fact that Rincewind like realizes he has lifted a rock that is way too heavy for him to lift, and so he has to like scoot out from under it. Oh yes. my god. His fucking adrenaline stops, and he's like, oh wait, hold on. I can't wait. But I also do like, it has the dual meaning of like, oh, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I have no magic. Oh, but I could just hurl a rock god what if, throw a rock what if rocks speaking of which it sort of kills why people but leaves buildings standing wh- yeah why, did, why didn't they just shoot voldemort with a gun <laughs> true <laughs> shut the fuck up. i would simply throw a brick at the sorcerer <laughs> like <laughs> and Rincewind does and it would have worked yes it, if it it's surprisingly effective it, it is surprisingly f- he he does get somewhere with his his brick sock. <laughs> I fucking love his sock full of <laughs> rock. I oh, it's so good. I hold on. I I do want to bring up one more thing about the about the hat scene. Um, this is more fuel for the the Rincewind is is trans gun. Um, Ooh. if uh-huh, uh-huh. Be, because the the hat is Guns is a sim- take fuel. The, the hat is a a symbol of of masculinity. Essentially, uh-huh. um, because it's a, a symbol of, of wizardry, um, so so you know, Rincewind highly defensive of of his symbol of masculinity. Um, sorry, yes, this is uh, no, you're right. Rincewind trans. No, yeah, like it's true. And like, you should say Holly it. lifted a rock because someone tried to someone tried to chop up her thong. Like, yeah, that's what happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just thinking. It's like fucking. I'm just thinking of the weird prevalence of anime girls in 80s anime wearing shirts with the English word boy on them. And I'm mm. thinking it's basically mm. the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare touch my shirt that says boy. <laughs> it's all I Don't you dare touch my area woman shirt. It's all I have. <laughs> is, is this... Holly, I, I, I love that you have the area woman shirt that I got huh? for you. <laughs> is this... Sorry, as a quick as a quick aside, is this why Vegeta has the bad man shirt? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Vegeta is one thousand percent a trans man. Oh, yeah, Vegeta and and fucking God, what's his name? The fucking green dude, Piccolo. Piccolo. Uh, he has that one that says "Post Boy." Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean that checks out. Piccolo is an alien. He doesn't yeah. believe in human standards of gender. Yeah, Piccolo is a post boy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I need a shirt that says post boy very badly. <laughs> but then like in like small font it's like post is in like former. Like no please yeah. you must understand what I mean when I say post. And so yeah then uh then he's like all right well you better catch me up on everything that happened. Um and I got I got to get down to it and I got to read some theory by reading all these books. Right. The, the... I really do love how it's Rincewind is like, I can't do anything because uh, I'm not a wizard. I'm not a proper wizard. And librarian just like gestures at the fact that you have a hat, you have a towel full of books. I think that kind of makes you a wizard, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. What else could you ask for? 
yeah. And then he's like, please give me the, please give me the lowdowns. Uh, the lowdowns, the several of them. <laughs> Both of them the several yeah. of them, yeah. Please, please tell me everything that just happened in this book, but like, don't actually do it for the viewer who, who just read this book. <laughs> yes. Um, and then we get like another big, like wide, wide shot, like over the entire Stow Plains. Mm-hmm. And I love the description of Ogmore Pork sprawled in the be- in the center like a bag of dropped groceries. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, extremely good. Terry Pratchett has so many feelings about London. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it, but I hate it. But I love it, but I hate it, but it smells. Uh, but I love but it. But the smell. Said Terry Pratchett. <laughs> Most importantly, all of the roads out of town are full of people trying to get the fucking hell out of Ankhmore Pork. Right. Every- everyone's sense of self-preservation has kicked in at this point. And all of the roadside inns are full except for one, which only has four people in it. <laughs> And people should have a couple of quotes around that, because it is the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Yeah. Um, They're people. They are people. Uh, They're entities. Horsemen are people. Um, So, the the three dummies here, uh, because Nigel brought attention to the fact that they were inside the lamp uh, while they held the lamp. They only got like 95% of the way. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, is fine. So yeah, they've they've popped out... uh, by this tavern uh where no one is um and they find some horses out back <laughs> some very nice horses oh right. one of the one of these horses looks all sick and one of them looks all angry and one of them looks all <laughs> all thin. one of them looks all pinky. just right yes one of them <laughs> you is know what's pinky. sad is that it's been long enough since i read this book that it took it till they got to binky that it's like oh fuck it's those horses yeah i mean fair when you when you hear horses, you don't. Th- when you hear hooves, you don't think for four horses the apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Kanina Kanina specifically takes one that looks very big and strong, and it has a bunch of weapons on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Nigel is on a fucking tiny little like thin one, and Creosote gets the. I guess sick-looking one. I forget the exact description. I forget which uh, one. Yeah, Cre- Creosote gets um pestilence's horse because rich people are a disease. Um... <laughs> rich people are a disease. Get well soon, bitch. I do. I do love when Nigel's like, "Oh, I'll rub the lamp again," and Kanina and Creosote are like, "Don't fucking no, you don't. No, can't stand that fucking guy." E- even even Creosote is like, "I can't stand that fucking guy." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they they all gallop away. As you do. I do love, there's, um, <clears throat> I forget who says it. It might be Nigel, but Nigel's like, oh, we gotta go. And Kanina's like, why? <laughs> and it's like, no, yeah, why? Like, why are you yeah. continuing yeah. to be in this book? Um, and not that God. I'm, like, dunking on them, but I'm like, yeah, like, you don't have to at this point. <laughs> now, yeah, this is all, like, you don't do anything. This is all Rincewind. Yeah. All Rincewind, baby. All Rincewind all the time, baby. You exist to have things happen to you that Rincewind caused. Yeah, I. One of the things that I have a problem with in this book is like how their stuff all wraps up because it's just like not very satisfactory, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, he. Uh, yeah. Terry really flubs the ending of this book. Like. Fucking. Mm-hmm. Not. Spoiler alert, but literally the end of this book for them is, um, Coin goes, You didn't fucking see nothing. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. Like. Coin goes, please pretend this book literally did not happen to you. Okay, bye. Forever. Uh, I don't know what to do with you to give you an ending to the arcs that I kind of started at the beginning. So just mm-hmm. leave 
uh, just leave forever. Um, Bye. We are um, at the point where like Terry Pratchett is seventy five percent of the way to making a good solid ending. Yep. Like, but and and it very much does get fixed over time. He remedies the fact that he can't figure out what to do with a bunch of other, other characters he's created for these books. Yeah. Okay. But good. it does get better. Okay. <laughs> and like Terry, I, I, there, there were yeah. entirely too many characters in this book. Please eliminate three, yes. so you don't have to yeah. not yeah. give them endings. <laughs> like, eliminate yeah. three: Coin, Nigel, and Creosote. Well, don't, uh, don't eliminate Coin. We need him. Coin's no, fine. Coin, not Kanina. Fuck Jesus. We're gonna keep coming back to this. Why the fuck were they named like this, Terry? Yeah. Yeah. Terry. Terrell. Terry? It's pretty fucking early for my day off, Terry. He really wanted to do the bit where Cohen had a, do- a daughter that was named after him. And he was like, yeah. I'm willing to make this book confusing to make it happen. Why wasn't she named Cohen too? <laughs> to Cohen, why not? Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, because Cohen fucks so much, he already had a child named Cohen too. Oh yeah, no, that was oh, Co- yeah. Cohen 23. Cohen also, goes to hell. It's not even- it's not even the fact that she's named, like, a, a female version of uh, Cohen as a name. It's that she's named after the female version of the joke that Cohen is based on. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. God, what if she was just called Denise? Oh my God, if, you, if she had just had a completely unconnected name. Yeah, Denise the Barbarian. That would have, Denise the Barbarian? Are you kidding me? That's so fucking funny. Yeah, that rules, actually. <laughs> that fucking whips. <laughs> Uh, there you go, Terry. You can take that one for free. There we go, Terry. We we fixed it. <laughs> you keep fixing your shit, Terry. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, you dead Holly, bitch. I love you, us- but I fixed Holly, your don't. stupid. You're phone. gonna get us haunted. He's in the laptop. He's fine. It's right These over there. I can see it. He's stuck in Jess's <laughs> old laptop. He's in Jess's old laptop. It's a Jess's laptop is a His fucking favorite book. Audiobook is playing. Ghostbusters, <laughs> Ghostbusters containment unit. Unit. Exactly. I I can never get rid of it, but also he cannot hurt us. Yeah. <laughs> if I get rid of it, he'll go haunt somebody else's podcast. Yeah. He get him to, get him to haunt the fucking frisbee golf podcast until they leave. <laughs> He would have no interest in them. Um, God, but they, they all get their fucking horses and leave, and then we cut to the inside of the tavern, where the barkeeper is has a glassy-eyed stare because he, as a human, cannot see what is in front of him. I pretend that I do not see not them. not allowing him to. Right. <laughs> I desperately, desperately pretend I do not see them. Yes, he is trying his, his hardest to pretend that he's not hosting... Not, not even the like horseman. that implies he's consciously doing it. His brain, as a defense mechanism, is making sure he does not see it. Yes, <laughs> he knows something's up though, but he's just—he's very tentatively being like, "Nope, I didn't see anything. That's, I don't know. What? It's fine." That's everyone with death, because you remember Mort's father was like, "Yeah, weird handshake you got there." Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like, what's your job again? Oh, yes, I shuffle off people to the eternal coil. Ah, right, Undertaker. Yep. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. Um, Growth business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It there there is. It just reminds me of a joke in a fantastic movie I love, and it, there's only like one movie like it, and it's it, it's that movie, Gross Point Blank, where John Cusack plays a hitman who goes back to his high school reunion back in like upstate Michigan. And he just tells people he's a hitman, that he kills people for money, and everyone just 
Ignore that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just like, no, oh, you kidding. You're such a kidder. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, he's telling his best friend who he just kind of abandoned after, like, high school prom. And the guy's like, where have you been? He's like, I, I'm a hitman. He's like, okay, great, great. No, where the fuck have you been? He's like, I, I kill people for money. He's like, no, seriously, where the fuck have you been? And he tells like he runs with this old english teacher and he's just like she's like oh where have you been he's like oh i kill people for money and she's like oh well that's nice always got a job like <laughs> god <laughs> oh so you work in insurance got it okay oh god yeah and the best thing is like oh you're Sol- a cop Sol- i see finally confronts his <laughs> so Sol- finally confronts him and he's like why did you tell us and he's like i did yeah all the time i never I stopped telling you oh i love that i i never stopped telling you that i was a a horseman of the apocalypse. Um, <laughs> this is just good omens to me. Like, Holly, you and I talked a little bit about it. I'll take your word for it. Um, I'll take your word for it. I've it, it never really read is. or watched it good omens. really is. 100% this is just proto-good omens. Um, From what I understand, yes. Which, maybe good we should proto-omens. read it at some point, but we also don't have to. It's a good book. It's, it is. It's a, it's a good book. Um, frankly, the series, I think, does a better job. Because it cuts out yes, a lot of the shit the that isn't funny, like, yeah. But yeah, like once the horsemen come into this picture, I'm like, oh, this. I'm like, this is proto Good Omens. I'm like, you wrote this a couple of years before you wrote Good Omens. I'm like, okay, all right, I see, I see. That checks. But they're they're all like, yeah, we gonna get another round of drinks. Uh, pes- a famine is gonna need enough six bowls of peanuts, <laughs> right? <laughs> An increasingly large number of peanuts. The bond is like, I feel like you're really abusing my free peanut policy. <laughs> <laughs> Please just order something. And Pestilence's drink is, is this a, what's an egg nun or an egg now, as this website says in two separate lines? An eggnog? An eggnog? Is, I think is the word you're looking for. It says, like, mine was an egg nun, said Pestilence, and then death goes an egg now. They're both slurring like, their words, the I think is the joke, Holly. They're what? Drunk. Because that's it's it just says eggnog in mine. Like you, you oh. might have something with typos in it. Yeah, unless mine yeah, had typos enough. fixed. Yeah, pe- pestilence's drink is an eggnog with a cherry in it, which is. Gross. And I love yeah. the line, "Good death line." <laughs> Good line, <laughs> the heavy voice. Yeah. <laughs> fucking fucking nasty bitch. <laughs> I fucking love the joke. Of just like going like character says something they lied they lied <laughs> this is so good it's very funny yeah anyway we cut to the the three stooges on their horses and they're all like smooth rides good tempers we're ten thousand feet in the air I'm so very scared please don't let me die so so very scared so we go to the uh, the tower of sorcery now um, where all the wizards are uh, you know. Destroying sourcing. everything. Yeah. They're sourcing. They're waging war. Sourcing be sourcing. All the other towers. Are you wizarding, son? Like... Are you wizarding, son? <laughs> P- people asked for a sauce on that image, and they were more than happy to oblige. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow, <sighs> amazing. Um, rip, rip, Quirm. Uh, we destroy the city of Quirm. Quirm. Big. We rip did a <laughs> big rip to Quirm. Pour I'm, one out for Quirm. This feels like very much like Carding is having Carding is having a moment of I didn't think they destroy a city. I'd like says person who sided with Carding <laughs> that this is yes. all about destroying cities. People like he's like, damn, I liked Quorum once. I'm reading this as Terry Pratchett, a British man, 
taking just the smallest of digs at France, which Quirm is supposed to be. I hold on. Can I take a brief uh, detour to talk about um, the biography of Terry Pratchett that I have in the back of my book? Um, Yes, yes. please. Oh, my God. Where it says Terry Pratchett lives in England, an island off the coast of France, where he spends his time (laughs) writing Discworld novels. Yeah, Um, the shade. Yada yada. God, um, king shit. And literally, every time, because it mentions England again, an island off the coast of France. Um, and I'm just like, fucking dig. Describe England only in its relationship to France. Damn. So, the, fucking that, king shit. Um, yeah, but also fun. destroy France in your novel. Fucking. <laughs> that'd be like. Holly Edelin is an author from Massachusetts, a peninsula to the south of Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, well, also I think I meant pl- Nova Scotia. I, I definitely. It has Nova to be Scotia. a place that Massachusetts has like a contentious relationship with. So it would be Holly Edelin is from Massachusetts, a, a peninsula north of New York, like to the northeast of New York. Yes, oh, was, there we go. That, I was going to yeah, say Connecticut, like, something, something. Uh, sure. yeah, that that a, too. A, 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 a Commonwealth to the north of Rhode Island, the fine state of fucking Rhode Island, the yeah. fine state of Rhode Island. <laughs> Here's to Australia, you, Australia, a large landmass neighboring New Zealand. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my god, yeah. that would be hyster- that's extremely funny. That would piss off so many people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so good. God. Um, I do one for Mark, but like Mark, you New Jersey's up in everywhere. Jersey and that's already the subject of jokes <laughs> like that. We have contempt for everyone. Like the fucking the fucking Futurama one that I think about daily since moving here. Yeah. <laughs> Not one place even remotely livable. I I I, I knew as a child to dislike New Jersey because of American media. Like, I learned that. <laughs> really, the the thing is, like, the entire thing is that, like, a lot of stories are set in New York City. And New York City, uh... New York City is New York fucking city. Is Maybe. The thing. <laughs> let's go, let's go, Matt's big the only city that exists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Carding's, uh, you know, never thought wizards would destroy... Uh, the city that I had fond feelings for. Um, yeah. And he just, like, he, like, thinks about, like, the rhododendrons that he saw um, as a child, presumably. Mm-hmm. And he just said, they were pink, coming right out of the walls. And all the wizards around him were like, what the fuck? What's oh, a- pink and coming out of the walls? Bro, are you a feel? <laughs> Bro, are you in your feelings? Carding's super in his feelings, because he's, he's like, oh, geez, maybe Spelter was right. Like, maybe this yeah, wasn't may- good. <laughs> Wait, maybe just maybe nuclear war is bad. Hang on. <laughs> maybe having a child god king isn't the right thing to do. <laughs> maybe that guy who was killed for raising questions had some good questions to raise. Honestly, yes. now all the wizards focus all their energy on Alkali because that's the only tower left. And he's like, right. Oh, like okay, gotta gotta focus my energy on this. Can't be a point of weakness, but also I'm gonna be a point of weakness. <laughs> We, we gotta find a weak spot in Alkali. Now, if only everyone could get very distracted for some reason. Mm. And boy, do they. I love this brief, like, glimpse that we get into Fucking the tower. POV. With, oh, this POV. POV, you are a wizard in Alkali and the luggage is going to kill you. Um. <laughs> POV, a box on legs eats you. Honest to God. 
Yeah. Subscribe to my Patreon for no. the full ASMR experience. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Holly, where's the audiobook? I tried, um, I tried to get those Vorbucks. I will be rich. Okay. What currency is that, Vorbucks? <laughs> um, fucking cold hard cash, baby. <laughs> Daddy Vorbucks. Little Vorfin Annie. Listen, Mark's the one who said Daddy Vorbucks. Daddy um, somehow it's still I'm your fault. I'm ignore that. I'm, I'm, I'm not interacting with any of that. Uh, <laughs> I, I pretend I, I, I do not hear it. I pretend I do not hear it. I want to talk about how carding destroys Abram's mind. Like, yeah. completely annihilates He's just like, oh, this, this guy's distracted. Abram Poke. is described as, like, a fucking delicate balancing act of, like, all of this magical energy. And carding does the equivalent of sneaking up behind him and going boo. Basically. Yes. Just eradicates and, and him. He just fucking disintegrates like there there was a man there and now there's not all of the magic goes through him destroys him and then the wizards start running it doesn't do them any good because he magic explodes yes it's wild yeah 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 um and then it like reverberates back on them and everyone gets fucked up (laughs) right everyone gets fucking catapulted uh, and then, then Carding starts going like, "Hey, great job opening the door to the dungeon dimensions, you little you bitch! Give me idiot. that staff!" And then he's killed. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because he he starts losing it, where he's just like, "Oh wait, can't you hear it?" He's like, "Hold on." Oh yes, um, he he goes mad basically for those last little two seconds. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, you've yeah, done yeah, it yeah. now. You've let in all the all the things." And yeah, he's like, "Can you hear it? Can't you hear the buzzing?" And then he grabs his staff to smash it, and he's just fucking immediately killed. Mm. Yeah, he he tries to do the rinse wind, I'll hit it with a rock bit, except he's not fast enough, and he just gets fucking vaporized. Yeah. And then, thankfully, we cut back to the fucking owl exterminators over here. <laughs> yeah. God. And Death is just like, okay, I have the only horse left. Binky can carry unimagined Binky can carry surprisingly heavy loads uh, <laughs> shout out to the shrieking shack they're so fucking good um god um Lord. but he's like not gonna lift you fuckers though we are not carpooling to the apocalypse <laughs> that's lame Jeff is like i'm not doing this because not because it's not possible because it's a really bad image it's the three horsemen of the like four horsemen of the apocalypse not for riding on one yeah he's like i simply do not want to yeah so the three other these three other horsemen are left at the fucking inn where they remain for the rest of the book yeah i that's it's so good because they're just they just forget about it they just like don't there's like okay yeah that thing to do you're too busy getting drunk yeah they have a whole discussion about it's like, oh, what is it I'm supposed to let loose? Is it the hogs of war? Right. Uh. It's it's the apostrophe, it's the something I don't remember. The hash I, slinging, yeah. the thrash thinging. The, the mash pinging, yeah. It's ex- those all those scenes are extremely good. They're extremely good omens to me. Um mm-hmm. I I do love them very much. Um We go back to uh the wizards in the tower here um and and coins like oh no um i i can fix this though he's like i what what happened to him and they're like he's dead and he's like 
oh no, I really wish you weren't. Like, I'll fix that. Hang on, <laughs> it's fine. Like, this is the first time Coin's seen his staff kill someone. Yeah, and and because he is, what is he? Is he twelve? Is he nine? He's I forget. ten. He's, oh, he's like 10. eleven. Yeah, he's the, yeah. Um, like, yeah. yeah, he's he's like, oh no, he's like, I want to help. Like, I, I want to fix this. He was a newborn child in the fucking prologue, which I'm pretty sure was ten years ago. Okay. Yeah, genuinely does not understand the concept of death yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where he's and he's like, oh, I want to. I want to use my my immense cosmic power to to help with this. Um. Spelter had been the middle of the night, and it was his dad acting on his own. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is just Chyla. Oh no, I can fix this. Yeah. Um. But we we do I'm get. I'm not crying uh, again. <laughs> I'm not. Holly. I'm not crying again. Yeah. I. I. I I wish we'd dug into coin a little bit more. Oh, uh, this is reminding me of some things that the golems do in Feet of Clay that is also make me cry. <laughs> like, oh, no. even in the before times. Oh. Holly, are you thinking about how the Iron does- Iron Giant doesn't understand the concept of death? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. Mark, don't do this to me. Oh. Like, yeah, that's, I'm doing that's this to all of our listeners, too. I'm so sorry. Don't. Don't do this. Just to, be I don't. Cool, Mark. Come on. Come on, Mark. No. Um. So, so like, slight spoilers for a book we're gonna get to in like a fucking year. Um. But like, one of the scene I'm thinking about is the fact that a golem uh sees like a dying old man who like has been helping them, and because golems are alive because of the words on the scrolls in their head, mm-hmm. he just puts a little piece of paper in his mouth. Oh my god. Oh, it's the saddest fucking thing I've ever read. Can we not talk about all the saddest parts and all of the Discworld books? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there. Hey, instead, um, let's let's talk about this lore dump that uh, Haggardly gives us. Um, Hell yeah, Haggardly, the lore master who knows all the lore. The lore master who comes in and explains relativity to us, um, where where magic will will the proles will distort. the fabric of reality, um, and and make it very thin. I love Haggardly and his fucking like visible, um, his his like visible punctuation. I yeah. <laughs> I love. There was typically a long pause, um, which usually followed Haggardly's speeches, while everybody mentally inserted commas and stitched the fractured clauses it's together. So good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, so he said, wait, it, the, the, he had like three, he had, motherfucker had like three <laughs> nested parentheses going on, Jesus Christ. Yeah. MFR said denizens of the lower plane, like, <laughs> Coin stitches this together and he's like, oh wait, you mean magic, like, does this? And he's like, oh shit, um, okay. Oh, I'm nothing but magic. Uh-oh, whoops. What's to stop me from becoming a god? I, I'm like, I, I'm like a fucking portal that spews bowling balls onto a trampoline <laughs> and i can't stop it yeah yeah um, oopsie doopsie but before coin gets to like process that or or process carding being dead and and hey how can i help that um his his father kind of takes over again and is like okay guys um let's let's destroy the gods mm-hmm. oopsie doopsie i've started the apocalypse oh boy yeah oh <laughs> ah, shit <laughs> Who rules the disc? Is it is it wizards or gods? Um, just kidding. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking wreck these fools. I'll, I'll put all these gods in a marble. Don't worry about it. I'll I'll put them. I'll just put them in a marble. And kind of what I thought that this was when I was reading it is that. And again, this this is extremely good omens. Where like you expect there to be some kind of big fight, 
um, and then, uh-huh. then we subvert that, is I'm like, oh, Ypsilor wants the wizards to fight the gods because he wants all the wizards to, like, perish. Like, perish right, by making them go fight the gods. But that's that's not what happens, which I'm, I no. appreciate. I simply, I really like how quickly the gods are, like, quote-unquote, dealt with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're just put in a marble, and then they're released from the marble. You expect there to be a lot, and it's just like, no, they just all get sucked into this marble, and it's done. Bad times are happening. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. No. And, like, even the wizards are like, mm, this just seems kind of fucked up. Even the, even the even all the wizards who were shitty and didn't have any regrets about doing this are like, mm, it seems kind of fucked up to put all the gods in a little marble, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, like, we, we can rule over humans, but we can't rule over gods. Yeah. Unless. We can't <laughs> topple the gods. Unless. Ha ha, unless. Ha ha, unless. Um, <laughs> coin says ha ha, unless. Uh, yeah. And by coin, I mean his his father in the staff. Coin doesn't say that. Fucking Ipslor. No. Coin Fucking Ipslor the Red says ha ha. Ips- Just kidding, Ipsilor unless. the bitch. <laughs> Truly. Mm-hmm. Ipslor the, the red ass bitch. Um, <laughs> like a baboon. So... <laughs> Damn it, you beat me, Mom. God damn it. I, thanks, I hate it. Um, <laughs> we get another conversation between, yeah, Rincewind and the librarian. Yeah, where he's he's all caught up now and he's like, okay, well. Um, well, that's not great. I'm imagining the librarian just going ook for 15 solid minutes. Honestly. <laughs> he's like, okay, so it's the staff. Has anyone tried to take it away from him? What happened to them? <laughs> What's what's funnier, fifteen solid minutes of ooking or one ook? <laughs> the longest, yeah, ook. One very long ook. <laughs> fifteen minutes long. <laughs> but like, not not n- not like nearly long enough. Like it's no. a one ook, but it's like ooh. Yeah. And Ritzwood's like, okay, yeah, got it. Oh, I see. Okay, listeners, send us send us in your longest ook that you can do. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the longest I could do. That was the longest I felt like going for ook on a fucking podcast. God. I know that has never stopped me before, but... <laughs> Nothing has ever been able to stop you before. But yeah, so um, the librarian tells him that people have tried to take it from him, and they've ended up as puddles on the floor. Well, mm-hmm. what he says is eek, and Rincewind's like, ugh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not good. Oh, yeah, yeah, what I said. You, you don't say. And so he's like, all right, so so magic can't defeat him. Uh, I guess I'll just go get a brick and stick it in my sock. It's so good. <laughs> I love it's I love the bit about how... Not even a full brick. Yeah. Not even a full brick. A half brick. A half well, brick. a whole brick would rip his sock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he only has two of them. He needs those. Like, listen, lo- if this were a modern, God. if this were a modern story, he'd be a fucking a, a sock full of quarters, basically. Yeah. yeah, they don't have quarters, um, so he has to have a brick. There's actually a whole, like, a, a whole book which we will be getting to fucking seven years from now, um, about uh someone inventing the concept of paper money. Oh, right. Yep. So all they have are yep. coins, basically, right now. Good for them. Oh, but I love that they refer to it as a fully loaded sock. Like, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Rincewind cocks his sock like a gun. <laughs> please do not cock your sock! I, I also love... <laughs> John Harvey Kellogg says, please do not cock your sock. 
Oh my god. I really do love as well. It describes Rinsquin as like after he puts the half brick in there, he takes a few practice swings. He gave the slack like, a few thoughtful swings. It's so funny. It's, He's like, yeah, that'll I work. Just imagine that video of that dude practicing with his nunchucks in the parking lot. Of the- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Easter Sunday. <laughs> Sunglasses on. Ain't no sun. <laughs> was it- oh, looks like the devil won this round, folks. This is later, but I love it when Coin's asking about the special properties of this brick sock, and Ritzwitz just like, well, um, you could use it as a building material. If you had two of them, you'd have a whole brick. (laughs) Uh That's so good. I I want to talk about that scene, yeah, when we get there. Yeah, when we get there, that's such a good scene for so many reasons, aside from the humor, but I really do love as well, like, just... It's such a, like, ankh-bork-pork cultural thing of, like, yeah, if you don't have, like, 20 people on your side against one dude in ankh just hide in an alley with a brick in your sock. Like, that'll do you better than fucking magic yeah. swords. Who gives a Everyone shit? Everyone knows that'll that. Because, that. like, like, yeah, the description of him giving it a few thoughtful swings, I'm like, yeah, like, if I picked up a piece of wood, like, to use as an imp- improvised weapon, I would immediately just, like, go, hip. It's the thing you do as a child when you pick up a stick. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah no, this is not a stick. This is a blade. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> That post on Tumblr that just says sword dysphoria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Another reason. This is another example of Rincewind being trans in the text. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Nunchuck dysphoria. Mm. Brick dysphoria, yeah. <laughs> All men eventually own a nunchuck if they're sad enough, and Rincewind is so fucking sad. Amazing. God, so he goes out to save the fucking disc. Mm-hmm. With no plan. Head empty. <laughs> a, man in, a man in a robe with a hat that has misspelt wizard on it with a fucking brick and a sock. Yeah. What a, and he like what a hero. He, he gets on top of the he gets on the fucking flying carpet, he says up. And he's like, oh, fuck, down, okay. Okay, fine, whatever. Um, Inverted controls, I see. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I'm oof. using tilt controls. Ritzwood would absolutely use tilt controls. Uh, we get coin condensing the gods down into a, a fucking reality pearl. Love to condense the gods into a reality pearl. <sighs> yeah. Don't we all? Don't, don't. Reality pearlman. Mm. That's nothing. Great actor. I loved him in Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he condenses down the gods, and he's like, guess who's king now, bitch? It's me. It's me. King should have fucked Mountain. And then, yeah, Rincewind comes up here, um, and he's he's swinging the sock, and he's like, I'm I'm here to, to challenge the sorcerer. Um, here, to, here to bop him. Here, here to bop him. Gonna, gonna give him an old... It's just that prosy skit of, like, all the worst-looking clothes have the best stats on them. It's like, ah, you've got... What the hell is that? It's my ass-kicking outfit, bitch! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my wizard hat. It's very good. Um, and so... Coin's like, what, you're gonna... You're gonna get me with a, a sock? What good is that? Are you, get, you gonna get me with a sock? Better hit me hard. Better make it count. Better kill me in one shot. shot. (laughs) Well, no, because it's it's an instance of, like, 
because for the for know, the entirety of the fucking baseball man thing, I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for the entirety of this book, like the line between Coin and the staff is is so blurred. We're like, you don't know what his actions are versus what is just his his father mm-hmm. controlling him. Um, but like, this is an instance where he's like, like the staff arm starts to like raise to just fucking mick fucking obliterate rincewin and he's like wait no 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 hold on i want to talk to this man with with the sock i want to talk to this funny weird man yeah this is like this is such a beautiful representation of a child's like need for logic in something yeah that and that an adult would naturally assume you like even a 15 or like 18 year old sees someone coming down the street with a sock with a brick in it they know hey, why what the, the fuck you got is. that yeah <laughs> but like but like a, a 10 year old is like well what's the how point? does this work though like yeah and also i i love the discussion as well of like well it's not just a sock it's got a brick in it what can that do well it's I a building material the- I I love the bit where like um Ipslor and the staff is clearly going like kill this idiot and Coin's like oh, come on he looks like a kicked puppy literally he's Why on he's earth like would I kill him he's like uh, no he's like he's funny he's got this brick sock he's like yeah. is it the Arch Chancellor's sock and Rincewind's like no but it's it's got a, a brick in it and he's like oh okay I, but like uh-huh. I I just I think it's so cute like. This is just a dumb thing. I'm, like, remembering a specific line. We may have glossed over it when he was putting the brick in the sock, but he's just like, the sock had was so old it had darns that Rincewind had come to know and... Come to know. Uh-huh. <laughs> come to know a lot. Mm, just, well, no. Just, just no. <laughs> but I, I love that this is a really nice flip side to carding before the rock. Like, the difference between someone who, like, thinks that they're gonna be the guy and like is going to just murder either uh, you know it be a powerful inanimate object or a child mm-hmm. and just immediately gets blown away versus someone with no ego zero like ideas or perceptions yes. about themselves no one knows this is dumb as fuck to do and he's still here yeah I, th- I i just have a brick and a sock and it's like yeah i've turned this piece of something that can be used to build things like homes and with like a piece of clothing to protect my feet into a weapon to kill a child hmm actually mm. this is dumb mm. like <laughs> mm. wait a minute this is... rincewind sees the age of the sorcerer and it's like i am having some second yeah thought. he's really like no wait down literally yeah old Co- coin was <laughs> i assumed this was a guy my age mm. <laughs> I came here to beat the shit out of somebody else who's 30. If there were... T- guys... I, I came here to pick on someone my size. Guys, <laughs> if there were two wizards in a tower and one killed the other with a rock, would that be fucked up or what? God damn it. That would that... be completely normal. That would be expected. Oh, okay. mm. God damn you, Mark. That is that is a joke that will always make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Mark, the book, this reading we did covered that. It's like, yeah, no, eventually the wizard would fight himself. Eventually there would be no wizards. Uh-huh. Mm. The wizard would kill his foot with a rock. True, true. In short, yes, it would be fucked mm-hmm. up. But just not in the ways you would expect. Yeah. I I love... Like, the staff is like, you have to kill this man. And Coin's like, why? Why, though? Why, why do a why violence, though? though? And, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, this man is about as threatening as a rabbit. Basically. And I love, Rincewind immediately cottons to this where he's like, no, you don't. You, you don't have to do what it says. It's just a thing. Like, yeah, he realizes what he should have realized in the beginning of this book with the fucking hat that, like, you don't have to do what it says. It's a fucking thing. Like, yeah, you, it doesn't actually you hold power. any power. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who gives a shit about destiny? Who gives a shit about, like, all powerful, all knowing things? Like, no, it, it's, it's a thing. thing. Yeah. Don't do what it says. Who cares? Um, it's it's simply a construct, just like mas- toxic masculinity. Precisely, <laughs> um, and it's an inanimate object with an echo of a memory of a person. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't need you it. don't don't do what it says. And yeah, Coin says, you know, why why should I do everything you tell me? I always do everything you tell me, and it didn't help anyone at all. Like, yeah, I thought it would be good, but then but then now we're just murdering people, and that's not great. Oops! There it is. I, I, we, we just killed that man, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't let me help him. Like, <laughs> yeah, seems bad. Uh, yeah, uh, and then we do get the, the scene here with um, you know what happens to boys who are bad. Uh, yeah. and I, I do love to be very scared for this child. Um, and, love to witness and... child abuse. Do you love to be very scared for this child? Do you love a little bit later when Rincewind uses this as oh a my God. motivating tool to get Coin out of the Pavlovian response or whatever? I, to like, yeah, I, I love to intentionally trigger a child. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, Rincewind, that's kind of fucked up, Rincewind. But also, he yeah. was going to die. So, I, like, I know why you did it, but that was fucked up. <laughs> Yeah. Oh no. Sometimes you do not have to hand. <laughs> you do not have to hand it to Ritzman. Under these particular cir- circumstances, you do not, in fact, have to hand it to Ritzman. I retract my previous tweets regarding Ipsilor the Red. You do not, in fact, gotta hand it to him. Gotta hand it to him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I retweeted that. I had no idea that was fucked up. <laughs> oh damn! Lived in the staff and tortured his son. Fucked up. Fucked up. Fucked up. I'm just learning about this now. I'm so sorry. I've blocked him. I can't believe Ipsilor became main character of Twitter. Can't believe Staff Dad. <laughs> Staff Dad, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I can't believe that Ipsilor went to that Among Us stream. <laughs> oh. Oh, all these, all these awful main character moments of all these, all these stupid <laughs> bastards. Like Ipsilor should just log wind. off, like... My son wouldn't kill someone, so I, ma- I I made fun of him in this 56 long tweet thread. God. Christ. My son wanted to use magic to help people, so I, I made fun of him. God. Anyway, yeah, we get the, you know what happens to boys who are bad, and like, like, there was a crackle and a smell of scorched flesh, Ooh. and coin dropped to his knees, and Ritzwim's like, hey, wait just a fucking minute. Wait a minute, this, this is, is a baby. Extremely bad. This is a baby. I- I'm just gonna hit the the staff with with the brick. Yeah, bad staff. No, <laughs> and uh, for the brick fucking vaporizes. Right. Pour one out for for half brick and sock. The, the real heroes of this story. The real heroes of this this story. <laughs> the inanimate carbon rod. <laughs> well, no, that's the staff. That's the staff. Yeah, that's the staff. <laughs> uh, it's an animate. That is an animate octiron rod. Oh, uh, you, you're right. How could There's I? There's a man in there. there. There is a man in there, and oh, and shit. death comes to collect. Uh, we get to see mm. my boy again. Um, yeah, um, coin finally throws the staff, um, and death death is there, and Rincewind is like, okay, you got me. 
I guess it's my time. I guess I'm dead as and fuck. Death is, Death is like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm I don't, the stick. I don't care about you, loser. <laughs> Death's like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah. Do I know you? He knows who Vince Wind is. I know. I know. But he's like, uh, not, no, no. You're not important right is now. It, Get out it's of here. really satisfying because he's like, Ipslore the Red, I have you at last. I, yeah. Oh, I love that. No, just... <laughs> oh. Rinse, rinse, wind. You literally about to take my life, death. I, I'm literally here for the stick. <laughs> yeah. <Like. laughs> Not everything's about you, rinse, wind. Not everything's about you. Um, I love how death's just casually like, yeah, it's been a really busy day so- with all the wizards dying uh, and whatnot. <laughs> Thanks for that, by the way. Yeah. And Rince, Rince Wind's like, how do you get everywhere all at once? And Death is like, good organization. Also, I think I technically have, like, an apprentice? I, I That's a bit fuzzy. <laughs> For a while, there was a second guy doing some things. There used to be a bit. second guy. <laughs> I had an intern. It went bad. Yeah. Oh, it went, went bad. very, very bad. I think he's fucking my daughter now. <laughs> <sighs> As we speak. Amazing. To be fair, I kind, I kind of, I kind of encourage that. I, I didn't know why. My, I did. my daughter, I did. who's been fifteen for thirty-six years, <laughs> and only now is allowed the grace of aging. Mm. I death, death, having a normal one, <laughs> just having a normal one. Death <laughs> having a normal Ian, having a normal mm-hmm. one. The normal Ian. <laughs> Glad that landed. Uh, that's that's amazing. Um, yeah, he throws it away, and I forget what happens next. <laughs> like, like he throws it away, and then it comes back, and then right. he's like, no, fuck you, you bitch. I, I love the description of when it, like, turns into a buzzsaw, um, mm-hmm. and just, like, is flipping around. I, right. I think that's neat. It's very menacing. Yeah, okay, so before Death gets Ipslore, Coin and the staff have, like, a magic battle, and right. um, they are. It's so intense that like it's drawing on everything magical, including the tower that they're all standing on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all of the wizards run except for Rincewind. Some of them take the stairs, and the smart ones cast a Featherfall spell on themselves and just jump. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, mm, this isn't gonna go well. I'm gonna leave now. Bye. Because Rincewind like goes back in. Um, and, like, that disrupts the balance, and then the whole tower disappears. Well, so there's there's some stuff here. Um, yeah. Where, where Coin and, and the staff kind of have this, uh, they have this exchange, um, where, where Ypsilor's like, you know, without me, who would be there telling you what to do? Like, I, I made this destiny for you. I made you. I gave you this destiny. Um, mm-hmm. and you, you cannot get rid of me. Um, like... Is this the part where he says you cannot defeat yourself? Because I love I that. Forget. Um, I forget. I, I believe so, because, like, there's not a huge amount that happens after this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you cannot resist me, you cannot defeat yourself, said the staff. Yes. Um, and yeah, that's, like, that's what this book has been, that, like, your father determines, like, who you are. Because, like, we see right. that with Kanina. Um, in some ways, we see that with Nigel. Like, that's... And that's why that's why Rinsun can't go home because my papa, my papa, um, yeah, it's like it's these people trying to not be what their fathers want them to be, mm-hmm. um, that I I think is very interesting, um, and like that's why I find like Kanina and Nigel's like storylines so so underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Because they, they never finish it. 
they don't finish it. We just don't finish it because like we finished it with coin yeah, here, no, kind of. Just... But we just yes, I. That's that's the other thing is with coin. It's kind of, like for me at least, it's kind of underwhelming. Even though they do like wrap it up with him, yeah. It doesn't like I don't know. There's not enough of it. I wanted more of it. Exactly. Like I wanted more. Yeah. Where like now he has no one to tell him what to do. Maybe we dig into that more and we don't just shunt him off into a, a pocket dimension. Like, yeah. but it's the end of the book, so we got to push him off into the pocket dimension. <laughs> and I'm like... Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. But, like, it's it's a parallel. The dimension needs me. <laughs> a coin, coin died on the way to the pocket dimension. Um, but like, <laughs> no! It's, no, he didn't. He's fine. He's he's in the pocket dimension. The AC is on. He's listening to his favorite music. <laughs> <laughs> His father can never hurt him again. Uh, But, like, it's a parallel that, like, we don't look at because, like, we don't finish Kanina's arc. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, to a lesser extent, Nigel, like, his is really only, yeah, I'm a son of a greengrocer. Like, we don't deal with that on his side necessarily. But, like, there is a parallel on these characters that, like, don't, we don't resolve. Like, and it's, it's very frustrating. Well, um, the, weirdly, the one who gets the closure in this is fucking, um, what's his face? Creaso. Who's like, yeah. oh, I don't want to be a, extremely wealthy and happy like my 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 dad was. Oh, now I'm poor and I'm loving it. Oh, I'm 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 poor and, and I it's have so a, a loving lady. Like, yeah, like, why the fuck does that motherfucker get closure? Like, who yeah. gives a shit? He's like, the one that you care the least about, and he's the one who act, like actually gets his arc. It's yeah, very weird. It's yeah, I, I despise it. Yeah, so like, <laughs> there's there's all these people trying to make their own destinies. All these um, destinies children, if you will. Uh, <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was an hour and thirty six minutes and two seconds for just a minute. I hate you. <laughs> it took me a while, but I found the fucking thing. This is coined at the end of the book. Fucking all right, I'm heading out. That's <laughs> head out. <laughs> <laughs> gone uh amazing so like like yeah because like they have this this you know uh big magical showdown where where mm-hmm. coin's like all right yeah i didn't throw you far enough away like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna bust out my power fist move where i just have a glowy <laughs> hand that i grab you with yeah 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 um Rince, I, yeah, Rincewind's like, well, aren't you gonna help him? Like, Right, he turns to the he, wizards and he's like, guys, shouldn't someone help this child who's fighting this incredibly powerful magical artifact? And they're all like, uh, uh, yeah. In true, uh, in true wizard fashion, new. they're all like, uh, it's probably someone else's problem, right? Basically. But Rincewind's like, he gave you everything you wanted, and now you're not gonna fucking, and now you're just gonna let him die. Yeah. Like, yeah. You were the adults in this situation. Yeah. You all let this happen to, like, you all let this escalate to this, and now you're gonna be like, mm, bye. Uh, basically. And, you know, truly all wizards are bastards. Um, Except Rincewind, who's, like, not a bad dude, and is also the worst wizard. Like, Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's so bad at it. That's why he's so bad at it, is because he's not a complete and utter piece of shit all the time. Um, just he most cannot, of the time. He, he, he's not very good at performing wizardry. <laughs> exactly. But, like... Mm-hmm. That, that could be... T- I, I just realized that that was, like, a completely fine sentence on its own, and not the re- fucking performing gender pun I was going uh-huh. for. Mm. <laughs> 
Yeah. He tried. I, I like said it and I'm like, wait, that just works as a sentence. It just works. <laughs> it, it's a fine and logical sentence, Holly. Um and so yeah, so he he jumps in and he throws off this uh perfectly symmetrical violence that the two of them have between each other because Hacker Lee's like, Yeah, the, he can never beat him, they're they're evenly matched. They're evenly matched. But what and if there were two people stick has keyboard. experience? Yeah. Yeah. So when when he jumps into them, um, that like just rips open reality, right? Now it's a, a portal for the dungeon dimensions. Yes. His it, fucking tiny magical energy was like the fucking drop in the bucket. Yes. Mm-hmm. They it was the The drop in the fucking swimming pool that caused the whole thing to collapse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It does a fucky walky and <laughs> fucking like <laughs> I, they they do like the metaphor at one point where they're like it's like a big sheet of rubber, basically, and you've just, like, dumped a bowling ball into it, and now it's, like, get, gotten so close, and it's gotten thinner, and now it's just punctured a hole in it, and now things can get in. Yeah. Um, and so, like, the the whole tower turns into, like, this black void, right? They go. Um, it's like a portal thing. Yeah, it's like a fucking, the whole tower becomes kind of like a portal into the dungeon dimensions. Yeah. yeah. And like, like a sort of a rift where snow is falling. Well, the right. snow is falling because the ice giants are coming. Like that's that's why mm. that's starting. Um, yes, but I I I love I this tableau. It was coming from I don't know. No, it's it's because it's snowing everywhere now. I I love this tableau of like, so we've got this burning column of blackness, and like the librarian digs Rincewind's hat out of the snow, um, mm-hmm. and like a bunch it's of like wizards just fell out of the tower. Yeah. Yeah, it's like charred. Um, we get the great line, all the wizards were wizards. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. It's God. Good. I'm like, all right, all right, Ter- Terry, okay. <laughs> I see you. But that, like, that's a great scene. T- like, Terry, Terry just out here fucking writing whatever, and we're like, yes, love it. <laughs> Go off, queen. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I love, I love the concept of wizards. <laughs> Thank wizards. you. Thank you for this delicious uh, meal. Thank you, Terry, for my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're safe now, my child. <laughs> we go back to the horsemen briefly, where, yeah, they're they're fucking wasted and can't remember what they were supposed to be doing. Um. <laughs> yes, they, can't, they don't know fucking which way's up. And so we cut immediately to um, Kanina uh, and Nigel and Creosote. And they're 50 miles away and a thousand feet up. And they're like, hey, why is it snowing? And then they see the fucking ice giants. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's no good. And, th- yeah. and then they get into this whole bit. There's like, oh, yeah, that big fucking prophecy about the ap- apocalypse and how it's supposed to be very bad. And all these things are supposed to happen at once. It's There's too many things. Too many things happening at once. Terry, there's like 20 pages left in this book. There's too many things happening. <laughs> it was insane when I got when I realized the page count left. I was like, "What?" Yeah, I'm like, I remember this? there was like, something with ice giants. But when does that? What? Yeah, <laughs> fucking look, Terry. There's twenty pages. <laughs> I do like I do like Kanina and Nigel being like appropriately like theatric, um, with like <gasps> the ice giants, and then Creosote, the fucking dipshit idiot, is like, "What? The ice giants." <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and this is like where it hit me where I'm like, this is good omens. Yeah. Because there's, 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you decreased the amount of clatch in this book and put the gods in it more, it is literally good omens. Sorry, um, yeah. And like, I I don't necessarily say that in a bad way, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's very clear this was this ended up being a first. Draft. Yeah. This is just yeah. pro- it's it's proto good omens. And so Nigel's like. Well, what if we just go talk to the ice giants and politely ask what if them they're to nice not? Giants? <laughs> what if they were nice giants? I hate you. <laughs> they God. might be nice giants. Fuck off! I... Fuck <laughs> you! <laughs> that is enough, Holly. Mark, I need you to know that I heard you shout fuck off from the other room and then it came through on Discord. Yeah. Uh, Holly, it is too late for this. Holly, it's too early for this. <laughs> Holly, it's too late for this. <laughs> oh, My favorite thing is that, like, there's two YouTubers I follow who are both big fans of They Might Be Giants, and occasionally they'll make references, and every time I will turn to Mark with a big smile on my face, <laughs> and he'll just go, shut the fuck up, Holly. <laughs> uh, you should do God. that. God, like, there, there's just a fucking scene where, like... <laughs> When Steve, Steven and Mal playing Breath of the Wild, they're in a bit that's, like, very dark, and Mal messes up the buttons and accidentally whistled, and Steven just said, uh, you're whistling in the dark. And, and like, like, did, like, like, he did the same fucking shitty grin that I'm doing right now. <laughs> I hate, oh I hate it very much. And... <laughs> Fuck you. God. So, so Nigel's gonna go politely ask for for the apocalypse to to not happen. Anyway, um I do like how Nigel's like assumes that um the giants are not quite so big. Um but they are very very <laughs> they're extremely giant. They're just in perspective. He he thinks they're like a football field away and they are like 2 miles away. Yeah. Um I just like I I do really like how Nigel's like maybe we should try talking to them and Kanina's just like fuck are you saying <laughs> yeah kind of just like <laughs> do you want to fucking die dude <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about dummy um so yeah Rincewind wakes up in the the sand dimension that we know and love um yes the cold cold sand <sighs> love the sand dimension i love the the brief flash that we get of when when death takes up Salor the red um or Rincewind's like, what the fuck happened? And he's like, oh, right. your death was there. For a um... minute, they, like, Rincewind and Coin have, like, amnesia because they're, they like, concussed or whatever. He took the risk of seeing something horrible and opened his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Me every morning. Me- mm, yeah. <laughs> ah, fuck, I truly hate being alive. It <laughs> uh, is Rincewind. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, Oh, oh, cool, we won. <laughs> we did oh. it. We killed the staff. <laughs> we did it, Patrick. We saved the city. <laughs> um. <laughs> Literally, though. We did it, coin. We saved the disc. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're, like, glancing over at the fucking things from the dungeon dimension. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, there's, like, a, a column of daylight out in the sand that all the things are like, ooh. Oh. So shiny. Worm. All right. <laughs> That's that's pretty. Oh, we chill. want in on this shit. Yeah. Ooh, give, give me some. Damn, of that. nice place. Ah, please give. And he he picks up coin. Uh, who's like passed out in the sand here, lost in the sauce, lost in the sauce. Uh, 
and he's like, well, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I what the... Right, because Coin's like, I don't, why don't I just blow them the fuck up? And Rintwin's like, if you use magic, they will absorb it and then eat us. Yeah. And then Coin does just almost do a magic anyway, and this is when, yes. that's when Rintwin traumatizes a child. Well, we, I, I think it's funny that, like, Rincewin can't articulate why Coin shouldn't do that, so Coin's like, right. oh yeah, so Coin just goes in his noggin. Let me yeah. just mind meld, I'll get all the info in your head, okay, I'll all just right, reach yeah, into yeah, your, yeah, I get it. Okay. I'll Christ reach into your stupid, like stupid little noggin. <laughs> Christ, bitch, you think like this? think like this! Like, di- okay, you got oh, some stuff you gotta man. sort out, um, but I understand oh. why I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what's all this trauma in here? Oh, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> oh, oh, trauma. All right. Okay. God, why can't, why can't, why couldn't Coin have rooted around in my mind when I was like 17 mm. and been like, hey, you got some issues, lady. You got, you got some, you and got I'd, some I'd have been like, what do you mean, lady? Hey, what's with that box underneath the bed? <laughs> God. Uh, First of all, it wasn't underneath. The, I had a bunk bed. There was no room under the bed. Um, under the bed would have been on top of my brother, which would have been a very bad place for all my shit. <laughs> that would have been a really bad place. Yeah, especially that. Yeah, so they're like, okay, yeah, we can't, we can't do that. Um, so you, you can't use magic to get out of here. And Rincewind's like, well, I have another sock, so I'll just fill it with sand. Um, <laughs> he's like, we'll ah, got to do what you got to do in a pinch. I'll have to use sand to just <laughs> have this fucking lumpy sock. Coin's like, will that kill them? And Rincewind is like, oh, this is like Plan C, my dude. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's like, he's like, no, I'm doing a heroic sacrifice. You have to just run because you're a child. You have to get out of here. I'll distract them by hitting their kneecaps with this bag full of sand. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna and do exactly die. what Esk did and just kick the shit out of them. Um, yes, <laughs> I think if a ten year old girl can do it, I can as a thirty year old man. Yes, Rin- Rincewind has exactly the same physical strength as a ten year old mm-hmm. girl. Um, <laughs> Rincewind, the Rincewind, the f- fucking scrawny nerd, has exactly the same strength as a ten-year-old country girl. Yeah, I, yeah. that tracks. Yeah, exactly. That that pr- tracks perfectly. But I I love that. Like Terry has now established that that's what you have to do to the dungeon dimensions is just, just gotta hit them, crap out of them. This is all. This is all preparing us for Rid Cully, the buffest wizard alive. It turns out, mm-hmm. it turns out the monsters don't like when you just break all their bones. Yeah, I would simply punch I the monsters. Simply mm. punch and kick the monsters. There's a number of points made about how Ridcully swinging his staff like a cudgel is more powerful than any magic he could actually do. I mm. love that. That's so good. That's extremely good. Ridcully is literally punch wizard. Yeah. I'm very excited to see Ridcully. Um he sounds great. Ridcully is also from Ridcully's from the same place as Esk and Granny. And he is a he, he a is lot, a yeah. man in his seventies and also in his prime, basically. I Good. I love that. Good for him. Ridcully fucking rules. I love Ridcully. <laughs> I thought you were about to say Ridcully fucks, and I was like, well, no, he can't because he's a winner. That I mean, well, he's yeah, he's strictly strictly speaking, he doesn't. But <laughs> but also Ridcully fucks. But he could. Uh, no, Ridcully knows. Ridcully knows what sex is and isn't embarrassed fucked up that's yeah, what makes him the strongest go. wizard <laughs> true power knows what sex is doesn't Rid fuck has... is, is what you're telling me Rid Kelly has yeah, seen a boob that's, that's the quadrant that he Just falls one. into <laughs> uh, I, God. We, we get this like paragraph back in Al Kali after the, the tower falls where 
uh, these people find uh, the luggage. And this doesn't need to be here. Because um, I just, no. I think it's it's weird that these people, like... It's superfluous. It's for, it's superfluous, but in such a strange like yeah, we get way. the luggage is there. It's gonna it's gonna show up. It's what the luggage does. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, so they find the luggage, but like the the dialogue is weird because these people get fighting about um like their expressions about like by the seven moons of Nasreen. Oh yes, it's like they're arguing moons. about. They're like, wait, that's not the right number of moons. It's it's so strange to me. Um. We're also like, what is what is Nasreem? Is that like a different world? Are the people of Clash from another world? Um, where do you get this? Um, I don't know. I think it's weird. It doesn't weird. need to be it, here. Like it, the Clash stuff is it, weird. In some ways, the ending of this book really feels like only the first draft that was just submitted with no copy editing mm-hmm. involved. Mm-hmm. Like it, it feels really weird. Of just like, there's no tightening up in this ending. It's just like. Here you go. I feel like this could have had a round of editing, and an editor would have gone like, "Hey, drop like a third of this clatch shit, and like maybe don't have Creosote be a guy at all. Yeah, have them just find this shit in the armory. Yeah, drop some of this shit, and maybe elaborate on some other shit. Like, it's... yeah, the ice giant should be a thing for more than two pages. For more than two yeah. fucking pages. If you're, gonna, Terry. if you're gonna bother to put them in, like, do something with them. Yeah, and also like also the luggage just has so many scenes, and it doesn't, it doesn't advance anywhere until the very end. So why? Yeah, keep showing us the luggage. We we, we could have gotten rid of. I like the luggage. I the d- luggage can stay. I do love the luggage. He is my boy, but we could get rid of two of his scenes. Yeah. Um. At least two. Please eliminate three. Um. <laughs> yeah. I so we we go back to the the squad. Uh, going up to the, the ice giants. I love the description of the glaciers as like creatures. Yeah, that, it's that, so cool. Like stampede yeah, across the, the land. The fucking bull glaciers. Oh, it's so fucking good. The... Terry, why were they here for two pages? Terry. <laughs> More pages, Terry. More pages, Terry. Nigel tries to talk to them. I, I like how, like, um, Nigel is, like, assuming, like, oh, giants, they're, like, twice the size of a person, I should be able to talk to him. And then he gets up close, it's the figure the size of a large house that's crouched on the crest of the bull. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. I love the footnote about, um, snowmen being, like, like, idols to the ice giants. I, I think that's so cute. I actually missed... I, I, I missed all the footnotes in this last section because I read basically the entirety of this, like, on my phone in the car while I was doing laundry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, the, the fucking novel80.com has all of the footnotes fucking somewhere, I guess. <laughs> I was reading this uh, right after I read, um, I think it was a quote that you shared on Twitter, Holly, recently, um from like this guy's blog post about uh how terry you can see in the discworld books a lot of the times that um like some of the biggest problems with people are that they treat other people like things and not as like actual people and and that's a big problem in in fantasy novels um where you know orcs aren't treated as people orcs are treated like like things to to murder um and so i was yeah 
I was excited to read this because I'm like, is he just going to do it again here? I'm like, do these get to be people? Or... No, no. Unfortunately, when people talk about that aspect of Discworld, they're talking about stuff from like guards, guards, yeah, onward yeah. Kind so of thing. I, I'm, I'm disappointed that he doesn't do it here because, like, I, um, I'm not going to say the ice giants are right, uh, but I like this one that he talks to and his vaguely Scandinavian accent. Yes. yes, I like this this vaguely Scandinavian man who believes that you know uh, this is this is a, a godless world it's that time we will of ice. that it, it, it's the time of ice. Um, you know, we we will reclaim the yeah, world. Like you know, yeah. Don't you know? It's very, Don't you know? I I like just how like stubborn and matter of fact as he he is about it where he's just like no i don't care I, gods are gone I want, time for ice yeah i want ice to happen now please Peace off you little man <laughs> and meanwhile meanwhile i'm imagining um uh nigel here just sounding like fucking monty python michael palin doing his fucking reedy fucking meek man voice mm-hmm. oh, excuse me um yeah <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I. <laughs> it's it's exactly that. Yeah, yeah and yeah, the, yeah. the giant's just like, I don't give a fuck, dude. They can't find you. They can't get to you. <laughs> I was just saying. I I just like have like I don't fucking care, dude. I want ice now, please. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm 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 showing my whole ass out here, but like, I. I truly do wish to throw off the shackles of the old world, so uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) these guys aren't wrong. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? They're right. The world had bloody well better be. You know what? You're right. Jess, you're right. Genocide is always the answer. No, I know. (laughs) That's not how it's painted. Real genocide like yours here on the podcast. Um... That's that's not how it's it's supposed to be viewed. I know, <laughs> but Ni- Nigel out here is like, he almost has a fucking conniption where he like is trying to. He's both sizing so hard. Yes, um, he's folding himself in half. Oh my god! Hey, <laughs> also, um, I need to talk. About, uh, this novel eighty does definitely have some um, typos mm-hmm. because I believe the line is the herd crested another hill. What did they say? Um, the line here says the herd breasted another God hill. damn it. Um, of course it fucking does. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? The herd breasted boobily. The breasted boobily, you say. Yeah. I was like just in my Discworld tag and on Tumblr and like came across a post where like people are making like it's like in a world of they breasted boobily. Um, Terry Pratchett was Terry Pratchett fucking wrote like um, Lady Ramkin's bosom rose and fell like an empire, which <laughs> is a very good line. Like an umpire. It's very like good like line. an umpire. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> love a good love Lord. a good sports metaphor simile, whatever. Yeah. And so yeah, the the ice giants won't hear this any of any bullshit where Nigel's like, uh, hey, maybe don't trample all the people of the world. What if he didn't, um, though? Please. What, what if? He, but I want to. Um, understandable. I Have it. a good day. Father, I wish to do violence. <laughs> Ice cream machine, the opposite of broke. <laughs> Real shit. Ice cream machine will not stop. Uh, will not stop. Broke in another way, but in the way where it won't stop. <laughs> Reverse broke. Reverse broke. Um... So we go back to Rincewind and Coin, and yeah, Rincewind's got his uh, his loaded sock of sand, 
And he's like, all right, let's go. His other sock. I love I love that Terry goes out of the way to describe that he has to get his other sock. Yes, he's, he's like, like yeah. well, yeah, the first one exploded. Sigh, I guess I'll, yeah. I guess I'll use my other sock. His first sock was loaded with buckshot, this and this is, this is like birdshot. It's... Yeah, no, this is his, um, this is his holdout sock. <laughs> I got one more sock. <laughs> I've, I've, I'll save this sock for myself. <laughs> the, the description, the, the description of, like, him, like, hefting the sock full of sand is just reminding me of... I've started watching, like, a YouTuber who, like, does, like, reviews of old, ga- like, old, like, 3D games sort of things, and he's talking about, um, Thief, and he's just like, yeah, doing a non lethal run, which means I'm just gonna be hitting people with a stick of lead wrapped in leather called a blackjack, mm. and leaving their bodies for dead. <laughs> there was, there was a very old World of Warcraft comic I loved, it's very dumb, very dangerous mm. jokes now, um... Uh, but it was basically about this just terrible dwarf hunter, and they were like, well, we gotta sneak into this place. Like, ah, don't worry, I've got the stealth hammer. It's like, what the hell is that? It's like, well, it's a hammer with a sponge on on one end. It's like, okay, but they're not gonna be killed. They're just gonna be screaming. It's like, yeah, that's why I hit him with the hard end first. It's like, but what's the point? Oh, no. I love um, how Rincewind's like, all right, if I don't get out of this, make sure people know my story, and, like, you don't have to build a statue of me or anything, yeah. but, like... Maybe make a statue of me. Maybe make a statue of me. Maybe, like, really buff. <laughs> Tell them to put the young Rincewind on a, on a stem. <laughs> Tell them to use the young Rincewind. Make a statue of me where I'm six feet tall, I have bulging muscles, and a flowing beard. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Remember me. Use the one where I look like... <laughs> use the one where I look like Red Collie. Thank you. <laughs> Like, de-age this Ridcully statue by, like, 50 years. Yeah. And just tell everyone it's Rincewind. Just tell everyone that's Rincewind. That's Rincewind, babe. <laughs> that's Rincewind Gotta tell to my me. kids this was Rincewind. <laughs> <laughs> this was Rincewind. <laughs> uh, we do get another, uh, like, good, genuine moment. Um, yeah, this is where Nigel is like, listen, listen, we're gonna die. I may as well do something. I was no. still talking about Rincewind here. Um, yeah. Where he's like, it's it's vital to remember who you really are. It's very important. It isn't a good idea to rely on other people or things to do it for you. You see, they always get it wrong. Rincewind mm-hmm. is trans. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you, you shouldn't rely they, on other people to assign your gender. Yeah. They always get it wrong. Um, they always get it wrong. Yeah. God damn. Always be who you are. You can you can always wear a dress. But, but... You could just be a girl. I cannot fucking believe that this has happened. You can still. just you can just be a girl. Um, you can just be a wizard. I cannot. I can very easily believe this has happened, but at the same time, I cannot fucking believe this has happened. <laughs> Listen, G- given who we all are, this is the most natural progression of events. Uh-huh. Yeah, like why are you? Why are you surprised, Holly? I don't understand why you're surprised about it. Is this? Hmm, I took the fish out of the water and it's, dr- and it's drowning in it. I don't it's understand. Just the text. It's like... Um, it's called reading. I guess Holly, I just never considered it for Rincewind. All, all, all these, all these trans people found trans sub- subtext. Yeah, I, I don't up. understand. Who even does that? 
I do guess that the last bef- before we started this podcast, the last time I had read a Discworld book, I didn't know yet. Mm. So mm-hmm. fair, understandable. Yeah, that'll do it. Listen, and this book in particular, I was like nineteen when I read it. So yeah, <laughs> once you realize you're trans, basically any sort of like identity crisis of some kind is like mm, yeah. that's trans. <laughs> Points at any identity crisis, <laughs> trans. This is transgender to me. Yeah. You know what? Fuck you. Trans is your gender. Trans is your gender. God. <laughs> Alright, and yeah, we get like, after Rincewind is like, remember who you are. Um, uh, We get Coin like, about to do magic because he's panicking, and Rincewind is like, fucking leave, you remember, dipshit. Remember Come your, on. Get out of here, you dumb animal. <laughs> I'm gonna make you relive your trauma just so you get the fuck out of here, Jesus. I, I, yeah, I, lo- I love to trigger a child um, yeah. to get him to leave. Because, yeah, he's like, you you know what happens to boys who are bad, and, and Coin runs back through the through the portal. And then the librarian actually has to pull him through because a dungeon dimension gets him by the ankle. Right, there's like a tentacle that's the, like... The librarian goes in with like a fucking wooden stick and beats the yeah, shit out of Yeah, he just fucking crushes dimension. these creatures. <laughs> I love the description yeah, well, of it as just like an exercise in leverage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I love that. Orangutans are really strong. Yeah, that's true. Like, in between the librarian first being introduced as a one off gag, and now Terry Pratchett, like, watched a fucking. <laughs> Terry yeah. Pratchett, like, yeah, he, like, read a book on orangutans because he's like, well, guess this guy's sticking around. And he's like, whoa, they could bench how much? He's, <laughs> shit. Yeah, he, is, <laughs> he is now sufficiently afraid of orangutans at this point. <laughs> yeah, the librarian has coin. And he's like, well, we can't just leave him in there. And he's like, uh. Um... <laughs> Are you <Oop>? sure? <laughs> Oop. And then the the luggage the luggage comes busted through <laughs> and jumps through the dimension. And then the yeah. portal closes. So Rince, Rincewind's just in there. Yeah. And we hear the sound of Rincewind running <laughs> into the distance forever. Mm. Right. That there was he the goes. last they heard of him. There goes my hero. Watch him as he goes. God. Uh, rip, rip to rip to Rincewind. Rift to um, a real one. So sad he's dead forever. Rinse to Ripwind. Rinse to Ripwind. <laughs> and dust to dust. I, I think I, I have typed the phrase rip Rincewind so many times into my notes over the course of these books <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that that's what autocorrect wants me to type after I type rip. <laughs> like, Damn. that's the suggestion. Love it's it. like, <laughs> you gonna write rin- Rincewind again? You fucking like, asshole. I, Getting my Rincewind fucker? Hey, dumbass, are you gonna type Rip Rincewind again? <laughs> you gotta type your fucking wizard boyfriend's name. <laughs> Damn. Rincewind, first of all, Rincewind is our 30 year old wizard son. <laughs> That's my 30 year old trans wizard son. Listen, a character can be both your 30 year old son and also your no, boyfriend. That's illegal. <laughs> no, he's a son. He's okay. not that's son. that's my thirty-year-old uh, uh, comfort character. <laughs> Rincewind is a fail son. <laughs> he's my fail son. Me referring to fucking Papalimo from Final Fantasy XIV <laughs> as my my beautiful middle-aged son. 
Ritwin is the culmination of that fucking meme where it's like, oh no, I love this character, and just this person shoving aside all of the characters until there's just this drooling love uh, in the back, and it's like that one, that one, that's my favorite. Yes. Uh, yeah. He can't even spell wizard correctly. God damn it. Got it. God, I love him. This useless piece of fucking, shit. He's fucking useless. This he's man is forty two. <laughs> uh bless what a, what a darling middle-aged boy i love the lalafells because they're all of the lalafells you meet are all in their 30s they all fuck and they're all two and a half feet tall i love that for them that's extremely good and uh, rincewind is dead forever if only the designs weren't creepy oh. so rincewind is dead and i i love that um i love I that love for the, him yeah just, <laughs> i love that also, for him as to, as to what as to what you said Good for him. J- Julie, basically all of the Lalafell NPCs, I love them. Any Lalafell player, suspicious. Mm. That's fair. Mm. That's fair. Very sus. It, I, I don't like Lalafell players because their head height is at my player character's and any player character's crotch level. Huh. Uh-huh. Interesting. The only Lalafell player I will ever be okay with is the guy who was paid to be a garden gnome in someone's, like, guild house while they had a party, <laughs> and they paid them off, and then they immediately, like, like after that, saw them uh, paying for, like, an RP stripper at the fucking casino. It's like, perfect, beautiful, goddamn it. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. Yep. So, God. so this is this is the end for Rincewind in this book. Um, and I do like that, because, like, he's not dead. We know that. We know that. Um, he's not dead we know that and also the librarian knows it because he didn't come back for his hat yeah. a wizard always, a wizard comes, always back comes, comes back for his hat yes i don't know. I, I like i like that i like that as like an ending where it's just like yeah no like he died for this and in, in quotations like he yeah uh, he, he like committed to this he committed to something <laughs> um like yeah, which, I, which it would good. feel bad if it was like, and then he came back and everyone lived happily ever after. I'd be like, and, eh. and, and it was fine. Yeah, no, Rincewind takes a fucking break for a while. I'm gonna look up when he appears again. I know it's Rincewind not Rincewind until... goes into the dungeon dimension to save a child and beats up a demon with a sock full of sand. That's enough activism. That's enough activism for today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, lot of activism. <laughs> Much more activism than anyone else, frankly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess technically Eric counts, but I hate Eric. Um, <laughs> I have a friend named Eric, so it's just like really weird to hear you say that. <laughs> like Holly, you've never met him. Like, if we don't like Eric, is like this weird like fucking a kid summons him with magic, and they go on weird time travel bullshit. Okay. And it was originally a comic book. So if we don't count Eric, he does not appear again until the last continent ten years from now. Oh, so so Rincewind wow, died for damn. ten years, mm-hmm. essentially, if you didn't read Eric. You know yeah. what? I huh. think that's good, because I think that's, like, enough time where it feels real. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Sorry, interesting times of 1994. I forgot which one was first. That's st- Still, that is, that is six years. Yeah, that's that's still, like, that's a, a chunk of time to, to just... This is the main character. This is book five, and he's been the main character for three of them. Yeah. And he's gone for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve books. Uh, I love Good. that. That's great. I Terry Pratchett has some genuine discipline with wi- being willing to put characters into the cupboard Good. for a while. Yeah. Like, I love that. I think that's really great. Um, 
I also love the line, uh, coin waved vaguely at the desolation. <laughs> that's that's just a mood. Yeah. <laughs> He's big, like, what do I do now? <laughs> big quarantine mood. A huge, huge 2021 mood. This this little bit like ends with them uh like um the fucking silver ball with the gods in it. Uh the librarian just takes it and tosses it. And then all the gods explode. Oh, right. That's that's just listen to the ice giants, is that the gods are all come out, and they're all like, we're gonna beat up the ice giants now. Thank you. They were very angry. Yeah, and so Nigel, we cut back to them, um, and Nigel is like, listen, listen, I gotta try and stop the ice giants. I know I'm gonna die, but you gotta do something. And this is like, fucking his last scene in the book, and I'm like, you know what, Nigel's not that bad of a character. It's, yeah. it's a shame this is the one good thing he does. As Creosote got sober and a bitch, um, like, Nigel got more and more likable, I felt. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Creosote just fucks off in this scene where he's just like, well, I'm not gonna do this. Yeah, I'm not gonna Goodbye. die for this, bye. Yeah, mm. later. Yeah. Later, idiots. Basically. But th- then, like, a bunch of fucking hot god gases come yes. through and melt all the ice Spicy giants. Spicy god heat. If I got a problem here, it's that, you know, Nigel suddenly grows a fucking spine, but then, like, Kanina has nothing. Like... Yeah, she, she's like, she are you sure that? along with this. Yeah. It's it's not great. Yeah, it's not great. I, I do kind of like the scene no. where, like, they they are in, like, the clearing in in the forest. Uh, I, I tried to say woods and forest at the same time. Um, they're in the clearing in the woods, um, <laughs> and they're chatting, and, like, a couple a couple deer just, like, run past them, like, trying to a- escape the, the glaciers. Literally... Literally, you could have gotten rid of Nigel and Creosote. It could have just been Rincewind and Kanina. Yeah. yeah. The two of them never needed to be in this book. Yeah, because they don't get enough time to, like, matter. Like, I don't yeah. care. I don't really care what happens to them, and then they don't want, like, he doesn't wind up writing anything for Conina anyway. Spoiler alert, we never see any of these fuckers ever again. Yeah, shocking. that's the thing shocking, that I know. We where I'm like... Shocking that Terry would write a female character who exists for like to be a love interest and for nothing else yeah well because in the beginning of the book like she's got stuff to do like she does she has motivations yeah we're like we do unfortunately get references to creosote in the sense that like people will say rich is creosote in the same way they'll say rich is croceus fair so we, we we invoke his name but we never have to see him again but like yeah she had the setup of an arc where yeah. like and she is a parallel to Rincewind. She was she was a parallel to Rincewind. She was a parallel to Coin where like mm-hmm. her father decided her destiny through through hereditary means of of no I am hereditarily a barbarian and I have to fight that all the time. We don't fucking do anything with it. Like she, it's it's it, They don't do anything with her wanting to be a hairdresser other than it being a joke. Yeah. Yep. That that sucks so much. It's, it's very disappointing. It's it's extremely frustrating because then you know Nigel gets to, uh, I guess do do one McFucking brave thing in his life, and then yeah, the the gods just roll through, uh, and push push back the ice giants anyway. I do like um when the two of them are like, did we do that? And Nigel's like, it'd be nice to think so, but I don't yeah, think so. Probably not. <laughs> Yeah, Nigel knows what he's about. Yeah, I, I like that exchange where I'm just like, okay, and now now you're done. <laughs> Get out of the book. 
oh no, you have another thing left. Oh, it's geez. weird that at the very end, Nigel becomes extremely self-aware when he's like a complete like idiot the whole time. Yeah. I it's like know. what you you meet a girl and now suddenly you're self aware about it like yeah now you're cool and your your entire bullshit quest like I okay what 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 the fuck ever these these characters aren't good I know no. but like I wanted at least one of them to be good I don't know yeah um it's frustrating maybe one of them could have been if there was only one if of there them. was only one of them yeah if. Mm-hmm. Like for the first half of the book, when it was just Kanina, when it was just yeah. Kanina and Rincewind, like if you yeah, if you took everyone's bits and just gave them all to Kanina, it would be good. We get one more scene with with the four horsemen where they're like, uh, I, like I think we were supposed to do the end of the world, and it's like, no, nah, we uh, remember, really? we remember. Like, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't do seem it like that. the world's ended, so let's get another fucking pint left. Yes. Basically, he's just like. Ah, it doesn't look like it ended, so yeah, I guess we're off the hook. It's fine. That's fun. I that's yeah, yeah, that's fun to me. Yeah, and so people people start coming back to Ankh-Morpork because it it stopped being a, a city of marble. Um, right. It's it's back to being shitty and awful. I love I I do love the line about how um coin coin like coins like I can help I can like make everything new but like how like I can fix up the city and like the librarian's like no put everything back good as yes, old no make, everything make it back again. to a pool of vomit city by the river thank you <laughs> I had a very nice nesting spot in one of the crumbling alcoves of this place and you will put it back or I will rip you in half with my ape strength <laughs> I love the sentence, my ape strength. Yeah. Nigel and Kanina um, show up and they're just like, all right, we're looking for Rincewind. Um, and, you know, he's not here, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but they do get to talk to Coin, um, who I... Jedi Coin... mind tricks them. Yeah, Coin tells them to fuck off forever. And Coin's like, nothing happened. Get the fuck out. Jedi mind trick. Yeah. And like, and I I do like that the librarian's like, dude, I said no fucking erasing everyone's memories, please. Stop. Stop fucking doing this. Um <laughs> Coin's like, you will have a satisfying end to your yes. narratives. And they're like, you okay. You will live happily ever after. <laughs> Goodbye. What? I would like to see it, Terry. Coin cannot do the same to us. Yeah. <laughs> Terry, I get that there's three pages left in the book at this point, but I would like to. <laughs> And then the magic boy fixed everything. I'm such a good writer. Oh, come on. Just fucking flub this. Big old Deus Ex. (laughs) Just like, and coin fix everything. The end. The thing is that Terry is such a good author, but also this blows. This is the worst. Yeah. It really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know. It it feels like Terry got bored at the end of this book and was like, I'm tired of writing about this now. Good. The, The end. Yeah. It's also very frustrating knowing that like this does get better, and it's like, God damn it, Terry, why were you like this? <laughs> like, we we know we've been saying the books get like much better about all this shit that they're bad at for five books now, but it's also there's thirty six so books of the main series. Holly, so. when does he write a satisfying ending? Because he hasn't fucking done it yet. Reaper Man. <laughs> when is Reaper Man? Reaper Man. I remember liking the end of Weird Sisters. I don't know. Okay, so maybe then again, I remember liking the ending of Mort. So I'll fucking know. As as far as endings go, honestly, the I had the time of my life like wedding scene at the end of Mort (laughs) is the best ending that he wrote. It's the most. It's the most like committed. Like this is the end of the book. Here's where where everyone's narrative winds up. Yeah. 
and even everyone in that in that ending is self-aware about like this ended really quickly it's like yeah don't think about it don't think yeah. about it weird. okay i'm i'm taking a look at i have weird sisters next to me because i have to read out what we're reading mm. to and the end kind of like mirrors the beginning so i'm gonna count that as a good ending <laughs> okay i'm, <laughs> That's I'm all it takes. sure i'm gonna hope that 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 one ends well because like yeah he's flubbing this the whole the whole last it's, like five pages are, are it's very hand wavy so, it's very like eh, so hand wavy that's yeah. all i got get out of here i d- weird sisters is one of the books i read like a bunch of times because i love it mm-hmm. so i do think we're gonna enjoy it okay i mean the ending of this is very much in conclusion uh sorcerer mm. is a land of contrast. gender is the land of contrast in conclusion, sorcerers create a land of contrasts to fuck off to. Yeah, yes. so Coin's, Coin's still having a crisis because the librarian's like, dude, I said don't do any more magic. And he's like, fucking tell me what to do. And what right. to do is go to the fucking pocket dimension, just like fuck off. Just, to the, to the, just leave forever. The, the, yeah. and Coin had learned the magic that all sorcerers do. Fucking off. <laughs> <laughs> the magic of fucking off. The only winning move is not to play fuck off to the pocket dimension. We'll never see you again. Coin died on the way to his home planet. Yeah, like... it's it's very not satisfying because <laughs> it's just like, okay, how does Coin deal with all the stuff that he's been introduced to? And it's like, oh, he doesn't. He just leaves forever. Yeah, how he makes a universe full of like staffs that he can break. <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's what's there. Yeah, because they 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 describe the the pocket dimension briefly, and it sounds like. That spell that he does at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it f- sounds like fucking Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium yeah. that he makes at the beginning. So, like, do do all the sorcerers go to the same pocket dimension, or do they all get their own? Like, what's... I want to know more about it's that. magic. Who gives a shit? They can visit over for lunch. Fucking, it's fine. Honestly, like, Terry, tell me more about the fucking pocket dimension that the sorcerers create. Do they all get their own... Terry will... Terry refuses. He, he refuses to. He will to. never tell you. Um, yeah. He's dead. He can't now. I know he can't now. Um, the old Terry can't come to the phone right now because he's dead. He's dead. It's all in that hard drive that was uh, driven over by a train. Yeah. It's gone. That's it. Mm. Don't think about it. It's fine. Yeah. But like, it's... I, I'm i just... I'm so mad because it's like narratively, <laughs> like arc-wise, it's... It's unforgivable. <laughs> it's like... It's, it, it's so like, disappointing. It's just like... And then Coin like got all better and left forever, and no one ever saw him again. At the end. Yeah, he it's... he never had to deal with the fact that he doesn't know what to do. Like, yeah, he never <laughs> he never had to grow as a person. He just had to realize something something could be possible. He he stood up to his dad, uh, and then never had to deal with the fallout from that. Like, yeah. Okay, um, and yeah, we also get the. The closing to Creosote's arc, because Creosote gets a fucking arc, and also gets a conclusion to it. Yeah, Creosote meets the fucking landlord's daughter at the Broken Drum, who's like, yeah, I know stories, and he's like, oh, hubba Great hubba. jokes about how she's ugly and fat, too. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. That's mm. really fun to uh, read. Yeah. Um, really fucking flubbed the ending on this one, Terry, my dude. Terry, my guy. Um... <laughs> Listen, it's okay. It's okay. The next book has three main female characters. They're the tr- they're the tritagonists. I I I look forward to them. Um, yeah, and like you know, the the librarian holds on to Rincewind's hat for him. You know, he'll come back for it. Yeah, I do um, like that bit of like he will be back eventually because magic. 
Yeah. There would be a morning. Because there would he didn't be come back morning. for his hat. He has to come back for his hat yeah. first. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's the end of the book. That's it. I think we've all made our thoughts on this pretty fucking yeah. clear over the course of recording. Yes. Yeah. I like a lot of the stuff in this book, but it just fucking falls apart at the end. Yeah. It's a shame, because I, I, I really like the the direction a lot of it goes. It sets up a bunch of dominoes in the first half, accidentally knocks them down in the third quarter, and then the last quarter says, oh, fuck, ah, oh, shit, ah, mm. oh, my dominoes. Oh, no, all my dominoes, like. <sighs> gotta get, gotta get new dominoes, gotta get, uh, barbarian boy, he's, he's a domino. Yeah. Shit, mm. shit. Yeah. This is Terry coming close to bowling, not a 300, not a perfect 300. But like a respectable two twenty, <laughs> and then he immediately beans a child in the face of the bowling ball. <laughs> it's the it's the fucking scene from Malcolm in the Middle where he yes. goes down. It's like you want a fucking strike, and then he throws a cutter ball from two feet away. <laughs> yeah, Mark, you have any more final thoughts? Mm, no, I think I'm good. I like I enjoyed reading this book very much. I'm sad that it went to shit at the end but like it did make me excited to like read more because i'm like oh yes mm-hmm. this book is good like i'm enjoying where it's going yeah holly i feel like we're so we're really becoming those people in those memes of like no we swear it gets good like just <laughs> constantly looking over at the friends enjoying the nostalgic thing we we like it's like oh god please oh god Here's the, th- please get good. the the thing is is that by the time i was reading sorcery I had already read, like, two-thirds of Discworld. Like, the wizard shit was the last stuff I read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was already like, oh yeah, I know Discworld is good. Mm-hmm. I, I already know. I've already the... read all of the guards books. <laughs> Terry doesn't have to convince me anymore, said Ollie. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 I keep thinking about, um, Holly, you saying how much you want me to like Reaper Man and the possibility of me not liking it kills you. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I just keep thinking about that. That's very funny to me. Um, I don't doubt I will probably enjoy Reaper Man. You speak of it very highly. Um, pound for pound, this is like even the least funny book we've read. Like, yeah. So like that's not not to say that that's like a a sin of of these mm-hmm. books is you couldn't even have the decency to be funny. Yeah. Um, but like like probably the. Probably one of the best Discworld books is also definitely the least funny, mm-hmm. Nightwatch. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, and, like... Terry is allowed to be serious sometimes as a treat. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, I... We talked about this on, like, the first episode we did of Sorcery. Like, do that more, Terry. Yeah, like... like yeah. yeah. It's it's so wishy-washy. The we're entire, like, the entire this isn't funny, but it's amazing. also not serious enough to be compelling. Like... Sure, yeah. Yeah. It, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, Julie, were you trying to talk and I just kept talking? No, no, it was more just, no, it's fine. It was more just a case of like that entire prologue with Ypsilon is fantastic and it it's the type of fantasy stuff yeah. I love. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. But in the meantime, disappointing. Mark, do we have any emails? Can you get to the old email account because of this new I spent, just spent about 5 minutes while we were talking furiously trying to remember my password in the email. And now I have it, and we're good. Um, we awesome. Have, we have one email this week uh, from oh. Alex. 
who writes, Hi y'all, you were talking in the last episode about Discworld covers. For some reason, there's a million different varieties. I really like these two, these covers for the new Catalan uh, translations that just came out. I thought you might appreciate them, especially since two out of the three are books you've already covered. Oh, fuck. New, new Discworld. I uh, love the show. Keep up the great work. I am thinking Please of let like... me finish the letter. Love the show. Keep up the great work, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Oh, thank you, Alex. I'm, I'm, thank you, Alex. I'm sorry I have I'm opening, thoughts. I'm going to copy paste the covers into the chat in a second when I can. New Discworld dropped. Here's my favorite example. So here's like the standard cover of Snuff, which is not a good book. Um, oh, but that is, but a it has a cover. good cover. Here's the one for the German version. <laughs> Fucking vibes, boy genius. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! Why does he look like he belongs in a an early PS2 game? <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I don't. This fucking Resident Evil Veronica looking ass. Holly, isn't Snuff like one of the worst books? Yeah, it's it is the second to last one, and it is not good. Like I I know what was happening, but also it weirdly feels like a switch was flipped after um making money, and then like the last two books are like ah oh, jeez. Oh, that's so cute! Look at her. That's my daughter. Oh, yes. I- Oh my god, that's the, the copies, This the looks like fan art, more, frankly. For, um... Equal rights? Equal rights, yes. Uh, like, this looks like very good fan art that became the cover of the book. I love that's this. That's a really good Morph cover as well. Oh, I love Hello, My Name is Morph. Morph. <laughs> my son is also named Morph. Well, that's clearly what the, the name I is know. in that language, Ollie. I, I know, I just Morph. saw Morph and I'm like... yeah. I love the brooch oh, with the so scythes on it. Good. That's extremely good. That's very fun. Oh, Alex, yeah. thank you for these gifts. Um, these are extremely good. Yeah, I really like this. The style. Oh, of this them. fucking whips. Oh, this. I love this little esco. Oh my god, this look at her! So much. That's my child. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! Holy fucking shit! Very nice. Yes. Thank you. Um, that's it for emails, Mark. Yes, um, that yeah, was our one you. email this week. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Sorry, to clarify, to clarify, if you want to send an email to us, you can write us at thediscoursepod at gmail.com. And also, what's, what's our Twitter? Ah, yes, our, our, you can find us uh, at the discourse on Twitter um, if you search for Zlorf. Um, you can find me at several bad puns on Twitter. You can find links to everything else that I do at beachghost.car.co. Um, our theme music is done by Maxi. You can find her at Pastel Hand Grenade uh, on Bandcamp. Um, and I think that's all the things I say. Uh, mm-hmm. Ta-da. I think so. <laughs> um, Julie, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Gatsby Low, L-O-W. Uh, lock the count public school teacher oh my god i'm enjoying school break i don't want it to be over but uh, uh... anyway um send me a follow request tell me like anything like that i will sift through the spam to always get to those if i can and it's sometimes hard to discern when an account is genuine or not sometimes because twitter's a hellscape and i don't know when someone's being ironic in their goddamn bio or not yeah (laughs) that's just my problem as a 30 year old now who is still somewhat terminally online, but not quite anymore. Um, 
You can also find me on Instagram at DL Hobbies. That's where me and my husband uh, paint and build and show off a bunch of Warhammer stuff. And oh my god, one of, our, one of the pictures I uploaded went to like 2,400 nice. every single day. I don't know why. But it's, it was just a basic work in progress image. And it's, it's a model I'm very proud of. But I'm, I I don't know what the fuck happened and I'm oh, scared. No. You're becoming, you're becoming <laughs> online you can, famous. You, you can check that out. Uh have fun yeah enjoy the warhammer stuff it's cool mm-hmm. <laughs> um mark how about uh, you? you can follow me on twitter at avengifier a-v-e-n-g-i-f-i-e-r um just posting goofy stuff about videos game that i am playing and probably also the new magic set because that's about to come out for strixhaven which is sadly kind of a harry potter set even though it's not harry potter damn <laughs> But I don't know. It seems interesting, and I'm going to play some of it probably. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Chum Personable. Uh, you can find the podcast that Mark, Jess, and I do called Lupin Lottery. It started back up again, baby. Oh, boy, um, and by it. the time this episode goes up, it will in fact we'll probably let's see. Uh, we'll probably be on the second episode of Mamo going up when that comes out. When this comes out, nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we are going through some Lupin movies in between, uh, Red and Green Jacket. Um, that's been a fun time. We've only done the live action one so far, mm. which is much, which is simultaneously like the best and worst piece of Lupin media in the world, I think. It was a lot of fun, weirdly. I, I wouldn't say that I liked it, but I, I would say that I like had a bunch of fun seeing it and then I enjoyed it. Yeah, like, I didn't like it as a movie. I liked bits and pieces, and I loved talking about it. (laughs) So yeah, you should definitely listen to it, because it's good. Yeah, and you can find my podcast, uh, fuck it, you can find my Patreon, patreon.com slash hollybeedelin, where I post episodes of this show- Not uh, this one. Fuck, Jesus! Where I post episodes of Lupin Lottery early. (laughs) The other one. Can you tell I got up early for this? I sure can, Holly. (laughs) I don't know what you mean. Uh, give me a dollar. You can listen to episodes of Lupin early, now that there are episodes of Lupin again. Oh yeah. Would you guys like to hear what we are reading to for next time? I sure would, Holly. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it. We're, we're, we're shortening the lengths of the readings we do because this episode is two hours and 40 yeah, minutes long. Well, for one thing. I mean, the, the, the ones that we usually do at closes of books tend to be very long. Um, yeah, that's which fair. I I don't doubt. Even even with that being said, our episodes have been two hours long for this whole fucking book. Yeah. Please finish this episode so I can sleep. Yes. I would like to. All right. Too. I also need to eat, so I also want to finish right, this episode. We are starting. We are starting. Weird sisters. Um. W Y R D sisters. And we are reading to page fifty-seven, uh, which ends on the lines. The sergeant looked up at her with an expression of mad gratitude. He said, Argle. <laughs> I look forward Perfect. to this. Beautiful. Perfect. I love I it. Love it. What, what else do you need? <laughs> love to hear it. Love to see you next time. Join the fucking coven. See you in a few weeks and a thousand years. A or whatever the goddamn shit I say. A few, a few weeks and a thousand years. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what we say. You should maybe write that down. Yeah. <laughs> I've been fought. Fa-
Good fucking night, Jesus. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. laptop and it started out fine because mm-hmm. the first of them I'm, four years ago honey are you gonna you're you're gonna be funnier now that you're on this one right <laughs> fuck Jesus no mark Christ. fuck no i am not oh <laughs> hello police i'd like to report a murder <laughs> holy shit <laughs> shit Yes, the spouse did it. <laughs> it, it came it came off much meaner than I meant it to. <laughs>